Good morning. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. That would make me Glenn Clark. He's Griffin Bass. We have a good bit to do here on a Wednesday edition of the program. There's our guy, Drew Forrester, joining us in the studio this morning. What's going on, pal? Thanks for stopping in. Should I try to be Drew today? No. You should never try to be Drew at any point in your life. I would say that's a bad idea. I don't know. Well, it's nice. Um, what I appreciate most about him is how he respects other people's time, and that he's a guest on the show. I just that's that's very meaningful. Maybe he'll be here. Maybe he won't. It'll he, be okay if he's he not. He did tell me he would be here like right at ten. So now it's ten right, one. Right at ten. Well, close, close. Uh, allegedly, I guess he'll probably want to talk about the golf tournament that I will not watch one shot of. Oh, all come weekend. On. Nope. What about the AI? Uh, you know. I mean, is like is Tiger Woods playing in the thing? I doubt it. I, I don't. I don't know. I genuinely didn't he play in the Masters. Why wouldn't he be playing in this one? Because well, he got hurt in the Masters, right? Well, I mean, he's but he's always hurt. He's perpetually yeah. hurt. I mean, if he's not playing, there's zero chance. This is the what zero. Is it? None. This is the PGA. It's the PG. Yes, it's the PGA Championship. Yeah. Do you realize? Do you not know that? <laughs> what is this? Tiger uh, Woods texted Roy McIlroy with swing tips. Uh, okay, so it so smells. No, to I don't me think like he's does, not playing. It doesn't look like he's playing. Almost no chance. I don't know what the circumstances would be. I, I really don't know what would make me. Oh, actually, a week ago today, he was ruled out. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The issue is the Orioles play. <laughs> like, with all due respect, tomorrow's an afternoon game, so there's clearly no chance I'm watching tomorrow afternoon. I'd like to go, actually. I don't know that we can get out of here on time. Why are they starting at 12th? Oh, it's the field trip thing, right? Field trip day mm, for tomorrow. Um, I, I guess if there was a time, it might be Friday afternoon, but I'll. it's not going to be a priority. And then I believe it's afternoon games on both Saturday and Sunday up in Toronto. I believe sa- Saturday is like a three o'clock game. Yes. And then Sunday's an afternoon. Like, wh- when would I watch? When? Like, I don't know when. I mean, I guess maybe after the baseball game is over on Sunday, I might flip over and watch the end of it, and that way I could pretend. As long as Rory's it. winning, and then sure, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I just don't care. Uh, but Drew will be here. We think. <laughs> we think. We'll see. Um, also coming up today, we are scheduled to make a trip to Norfolk to chat with the uh, scorching red-hot Colton Kalzer. And uh, Brett Phillips, former Oriole, was was here last season, part of seeing how this started to turn around. Um, he's now with the Angels and has been back in town the last couple of days. We'll catch up with Brett Phillips uh, this morning as well. So a good bit to do on the program today. Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. It's also Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Birdland Sports. I have the scenarios up on Facebook. I will get them posted here on Twitter momentarily for you to participate and perhaps win a shirt of your choosing, like the uh, new Mr. Splash t-shirt that uh, Birdland Sports unveiled this week, uh, birdlandsports.com. Orioles win last night 7-3. Just me. Maybe I would have rather had Yanir Cano available on Monday in a in a real situation instead of pitching in a four-run game in the ninth inning last night. Just might be me. Might be me that I would have preferred the one circumstance to the other personally. Just would have been my choice. So that's all. They did win. They did win. You're right about that. Oh, nice of him to show up. 
Uh, they did win, and that's a good thing. And it was a lovely evening in general last night. Dean Kramer, not quite as good. He's freaking out about that. What is going to happen to you? I'm starting to worry about you. What happens if you don't? If that doesn't get open? What happens? Do you turn into like a gargoyle? What What occurs if that's not the case? He's come in here freaking out. <laughs> is your deal? He can't look until the sun what is out. What the hell is happening here? What? <laughs> what is? Explain it to me. I've developed like this. How's, how's it going, by the way? Yeah, I'm good, all, to, good to see you. I'm almost over the super. Uh, we started. We started it. Yeah, I'm are almost, you almost over it? <laughs> almost. Did you see I'm what was still, trending the other day? I'm or? still struggling. Yeah. The other morning, super. It was super uh, ejaculate. Was trending. Oh, okay. I, I, missed, I missed that one. Super calm was trending. But, trending the but the guy morning. said, I went to see somebody yesterday who said the likelihood of it, of right. Anyone else catching it is only like twenty five percent. Here's the thing: you already used that one on Sunday. You need to come up with new. It's I know I'm worst, asking for a lot. It's the worst cold I've ever come had in my life. Come up with some um, new material. Where, 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 where uh, are thanks we? for coming in, then. The, I, I, <laughs> I need you to know, if you've got the worst cold of all time, it's okay to say to Griffin, can't make it in this week. It's okay. It's a sinus infection. It's not a cold. Right. That's what my doctor right. said. She was very adamant. Okay. okay. <laughs> what What does she know? Um, I, I've developed like this reverse claustrophobic condition. I, I have to see outside at all times. Okay. I can't be I guess I I guess that's a claustrophobic condition. Yeah, I think, right. I can't be in a room where I can't see something outside. It's really weird. So what about like I mean, say I'm, I'm not ready to see a therapist for it, but I should. Yeah, it might be time, man. No. I mean, therapy's for quitters. Right, that's a great point. Yeah. Who need who needs therapy? That's a good lesson to be passing along to everybody. You Therapy's might... for people who are screwed up. Right. <laughs> you know what? You nailed it. <laughs> You nailed it. That's exactly who it's for. You know somebody? Me, I'm good. Right, yeah, Just you're open good. the window. Just open that window. Just open the window, and, in I'm, and I'm Come, good. He comes in here all bunched up. No! I can't! I, just, I have to have... I do the same thing at 105.7 when they slide the thing. You know, yes, that, that yes. door slides. Nope. It's a weird setup they've got over there. I don't really know I can't what have that about. door closed. I've see, I'll be able to see outside. I, my problem is when we are here later in the afternoon, the sun starts coming down. I have, I it's gotten so much worse when the sun's coming down. I, uh, it's almost blinds me, like okay. to the point where I can't function. I've been doing lacrosse games recently where, like, I've been looking into the sun as it's Maryland coming doing? down. Uh, I don't think they're going to be uh, participating in this weekend. That's what Tillman <laughs> gets for not shaking that guy's hand. Is that what it was? <laughs> you think that was? Well, he did. He shook his karma. Hand. He, then he just moved on very quickly right, after. Right. After. What are those? Are they any good? Uh, I haven't tried them yet. That's uh, we saved those for Memorial Day. You can come back then if you'd like. They're just gonna sit there until Memorial Day. Yes, correct. Memorial Day is when we try. We'll to put them chips. up, and we'll get another bag. No, 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 no. This is for Memorial Day. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you've chips been, I tell you what. If you show up on time next time, no. maybe. I told <laughs> uh, the Captain here I'd be here shortly. The captain. I had to stop and get coffee. <laughs> captain, you know sure. that. I'm not sure. coming in here with coffee. Let's. Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning that Dish. That home run that Otani hit Monday just landed. Well, I'm just not sure. It's still, I mean, my God, that's one of the The most whole insane. stadium, st- I've never seen anything like it. The so whole you went, stadium stood right, up. Right, you went on Monday. It was awesome. Just because. You uh, got, only because of him. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I just told my buddy John Bokowski this. There were thousands of people there mm-hmm. with Otani jerseys sure. on. Not 300 sure. Sure. who are there with Aaron Judge jerseys on. Right. Or in the old days when David Ortiz came in for the Red Sox, and they, there were 12,000 Red Sox fans there, but 300 people. There were thousands of people there with Otani jerseys on. 
in front of me, Ethan and I sat in the second row, lower reserve, 78, right at the wall. And, of course, every home run went to right fields to the left because mm. we were sitting right there. In the row in front of me, there were six people with Otani jerseys on. I'm not that stunned by it. It's the biggest phenomenon we've ever seen it's in the history un- of baseball. I told Ethan leaving. Right. I said, it, my, I was, my dad took me, I, I still have the ticket stub. My dad took me to see Mickey Mantle when I was five. Mm-hmm. I remember nothing about sure. it. Sure. But I have the ticket stub. And I'm sure my dad said to me, now Mike Trapp might be the exception, but my dad said to me, I'm sure, you'll never see another complete baseball player like this guy. Mm-hmm. That's probably what my dad said. Mm-hmm. I'll take you to see Mickey Mantle. Right. He's the greatest player you've ever seen in your life. Okay. Literally, you know, you were going to be able to see Jay Payton. Yeah, right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> Little did he know. Right. And um, I said to Ethan leaving, I said, in your lifetime, I don't think you will ever see a pitcher throw the ball 99 miles an hour in a game and in the same game hit a 456-foot home run and go well, and get how, on long, base. how long was, was Cologne's 456 feet when he Cologne. hit his? I, his one was like 380 run. or something. Yeah, <laughs> just snuck but out. But I, I told Ethan, in your lifetime, you'll never see someone like this in baseball. No. I, no, I don't no, abso- think. Absolutely not. It's um, unbelievable. No, it's it's truly incredible. I don't disagree with that. I guess I would say, too, it, it is, however, a reminder of just how absurd it is that they're no good. <laughs> like, it's it's really Here's the impossible. Weird part. Here's the weird part. When you go through their lineup, now I know they switched it up a little bit last night. Our lineup was really impressive last night. The bottom of the lineup. Was. I have no idea what that was. And I said today it had to be a water cooler prank where Mike Elias said, hey, I got a funny one for you today. <laughs> We're going to bat Ryan O'Hearn ninth as the right. DH. Right. Like, Are you kidding me? Right. Anyway. Well, it worked their out. lineup. Yeah. That's the bizarre part. The guy well, it worked out. He had a home run, and then they pulled him, and then the other right. guy worked out even better. Um Hunter Renfro. By the way, I, if, if if he knows when the home runs are going to be hit, he should construct the lineup. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> like, but if you look at their if you look at their roster now, I know Rendon's out again. That's a right. shock. But if you look at their roster, <clears throat> yes. In terms of guys that, and I'm not saying I'm when I say I would take this player, I'm not suggesting I would take this player in place of what we have. I'm saying on a composite roster of 26 major leaguers, I would take this guy. I would take Hunter Renfro on my team in a heartbeat. I would t- obviously you would take Trout. I probably would take Gio Urshela. Yeah, I think in, I would. in a in a pinch. Um, I would definitely take um, uh, Brandon Drury. I would take Trout. I would take Otani. I would take you. You you know you're going through the lineup right, and you're like, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take. I mean, even that guy Wallach who lumbers mm-hmm. up there at 280 mm-hmm. pounds. Mm-hmm. Like their lineup, and 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 they have Rendon. Right, it's unbelievable how bad they. It's five hundred. It's truly. It's thirty. It's a thirty for thirty. One day, it is uh, in Trout's career. Correct. I would say this for as much as like, I think we would. I mean, they're they're yelling and they're doing the overrated chant the other night when he's up the up it's absurd. Up the, right, yeah, it, it's insane. patently absurd. But for as much as I think we would all agree. If he isn't the best player of the last fifteen years, he he or however many twelve whatever he's playing. Right. If he isn't, he then you would really have to convince me of who is correct. If you want to argue Bryce Harper, go ahead. But he he's the best player in baseball. 
By the way, there's not there's not an argument. For I, I don't think stuff. there is. There is either, no argument. But you know, people yeah. like to argue. Right. Correct. But if somebody wants to argue that there's a better player, okay. But this guy's been the best player in baseball. The one thing that I do think saddles him and has to be talked about is his team doesn't win. Correct. Well, I mean, and look, like, it's it, bizarre. It, it is bizarre, but it's also how you separate, you know, like the quarterback position in football from there is no one guy that can do it. In, it is impossible. But name a great quarterback I, <clears throat> but that that's the, didn't That's win. what I'm saying. The quarterback position controls more. You can't compare it that way. We know that in baseball – any one player can be great, but can only be one player. You can't do. You can't control the game in any other way. You can't control what happens with but your pitching staff. But they've had good step. players there I, with it. I know. It's why it's a thirty for thirty. The right. story is Dylan Bundy. One of the yeah, it's a great point. The story is one of the most incredible stories in baseball history, and incredible in a bad way. Obviously. By the way, they haven't made the playoffs five times and gone over five. They haven't gone to the league championship right. twice and gone over two. Yes, it's not that they, they haven't, haven't won a World Series, right? They haven't right. done anything. Correct. Nothing. They beat the Royals one year, I think, in the playoffs. Early on, yes. Maybe. Yeah, I think that smells right. M- maybe. But they also might have lost that series. Ah. They might have lost. In fact, I think they did. They lost to the Royals. Ah, you I might, don't even think they won the you series. Might, you might be right about that. They, you might be right about they it. They did. It was, I think it was the That's year true. the Royals yep. lost to yep. the they Mets. Got sw- in fact, they got swept in 2014. <laughs> they won 98 games in 2014. Yes, when the so had they had a really good year, the and they went to the World yep. Series and lost to the Mets, right? The Royals? Or yes. is that the year? That right. was the year they lost to the Mets. And then they, no, wait. They no, they swept by the Royals. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a second. So Royals, wait a second. The Royals, that was the year the Royals beat the Orioles. The Royals beat the Mets in the World Series. The Royals lost to, who did they lose to in the World Series? Giants? The Giants. That's what I meant. The year they lost to the Giants in the World Series. Yes. This happened. The only time he's at Mike Trout is this is the way of putting it. He's never won a playoff game. And and okay, oh, okay. Unless That's there a good was way a, to put it, because I don't no. think they didn't win. They, no, 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 they no, won no, the, the West. Royals they were, swept. Right, but they weren't in the wild card. Oh, yeah, game, they, they were saying. The no, they so won go, the West. So I'll do this. Starting in four. So that was thirteen. That was fourteen. <clears throat> fourteen. Yes. Do you have their um their team record? I do. Every I year have, since I then. Ha- I have. All right, here you go. Ready? Fifteen. They won seventy-seven games. They won eighty-five. Okay. 16, they won 74. <laughs> Correct. Nice. Uh, 17, they won 75. They won 80. Uh, the next year, they won 73. They won 80 again. Mm. The next year, they won 76. This was going so well. <laughs> 70, yeah. 72 in okay. 2019. The next year, they won 70. Well, that was the, so that was 2020, the, they won 26 the games pandemic. out of oh, 16. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. Um, although COVID's still around. Nicely timed there. Nicely timed there. I mean, they were below. They went 500. They went above 500 in 2015. It's unbelievable. They have not been above 500 since. They've been lousy. Yes. It's insane. It's insane. It's one of the most incredible. We had Mark Gubazon on the other day, and I I don't even know how to talk about it. You are traveling with the beat. Harper, great player. They've won. Yes. Who are the five best players in baseball in your mind? Currently the five best? It's a difficult Ronald Acuna. Even over the yeah. last five years. Let's just say the last okay. five years. It's some, just so, so Trout. Package it up. Well, but, but hang on. Uh, Otani, other than but, him. So, so other than Trout, yeah. and are you separating Otani as well? Uh, yeah, because of the purposes of the argument that right. he's on the same team. So then it would be Judge. Machado, Judge, Acuna. Harper, Acuna, Acuna and... Mateo. Yeah, right, Mateo. <laughs> I would argue. Did you say Harper? Yeah, okay. I would argue Soto probably is still in the conversation, although he wasn't good last year. But I think if we talked about five years, you have to put Soto in the conversation. Well, five. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Yep. All right. What did Soto do? He won a World Series. Okay. What did Harper do? Made it to a World Series. What did um, Judge do? 
uh, made it the playoffs, obviously. Uh, and yeah. and clearly is the only reason why the Yankees win 93 games every year. Uh, for the most part. I, I mean, that's only, not true. Garrett Cole's pretty freaking but, good. Uh, but he's not the only reason, but yeah. he plays every day. I hear he, you. He's, Without him, they would. I eight. think somebody would say it's the biggest difference between the Angels and the Yankees is the Angels pitching. Okay. Like, that would be the argument. Okay, sure. That, but that's judge, the reason why but they've But no been. one's disputing that Judge is one of the biggest reasons why the Yankees win. Right. But I think somebody could similarly had say. Runs last year. If not, if, if Trout had Garrett Cole, eh, he'd be. Really? There. You think? I mean, they, they've trotted some pitchers out there occasionally, but not Garrett Cole, right? You know, like they haven't. How about done the that. Domingo Jamon getting busted last night? So funny, so funny. I had, I was able to get a couple of them. I said, real, real shame how a once proud franchise like the New York Yankees just turned into a ragtag group of cheating cheaters. It's and incredible. I was able, I was able to get a couple of them. It's incredible. I was able to fish. So a couple all of those of guys. Them. I mean, Machado. They went to the NLCS last year. Yeah. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a, it is a remarkable story that 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 they can't win it's like gary and the terps well they they won one i'm not sure if you remember they did they won one yeah, but they, that, went, they went to two final fours that sort of didn't count not sure i'm talking about when gary didn't <laughs> have any players oh it doesn't gary count. had the coach wait i'm not sure how that has anything to do with, how about ian martinez confused. leaving what, what Who wanted him what is what is what like take me through your brain i just love to know well, I go- don't care about Ian Martinez leaving. Where's he going, Why by do the way? You, Drexel? Who cares? Drexel. <laughs> who cares where he's going? Drexel. It is of no concern I liked to me. him, actually. Why, why are you? didn't you, like him? He was fine. I liked him. He was a guy. Yeah, he was him. the only thing he had to offer is that n- nobody else could really shoot last year. <laughs> he was the one guy that could shoot, but he was, did, it was the volume wasn't significant. The percentage was good. The volume was not. I think we're going to be good this year. I don't know who we is. I'm not sure what you mean by that. You dope? When did you start claiming them as we? Been to more games than you. That's a fact. <laughs> Nobody's reason, arguing that. the reason I go when my buddy Dale calls me and says, <laughs> yeah. you want to go tonight? I'm Just like... A- I look at your Facebook and I'm like, well, Glenn's home. I'm going. Yeah. Just to stick it up. I don't go to anything. Just to stick it up your backside. I was so planning on going to see Otani the other night and then I had to do the, the MIAA JV Lacrosse Championship because. Who won that? McDonald? Uh, no, Loyola won. Oh, did they? Loyola won. They, they didn't win last fashion. night. They did not win last night. Calvert Hall advances. Uh, and the first one was a thriller yeah, last eight, night. Yeah, 8-7, right? Good Overtime. game. Overtime. So that the championship's Friday. Friday. At, is it at uh, Loyola? Ridley, it's at Loyola? Yeah, at Ridley, yep. Is, uh, is I got my own stuff to worry about. I, I can't get invested in that. Oh, right what's now. your deal? When are you guys? Tomorrow. Uh oh. Yeah. Wait. Did, wait a second. They scheduled it during the PGA Championship. Tomorrow. I, I scheduled it. I know. <laughs> what the hell is I that? Couldn't, couldn't get the golf course till tomorrow. <laughs> I know. What the I'm, world? I'm kicking myself, but I didn't have a choice. We play Loyola tomorrow. So how are you going to handle that? Oh, I'll be looking at my. Yeah, phone. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's that kind of thing. All right, Drew's here. Drew'sMorningDish.com is the website. Anyway, it was a pretty, things. it was a pretty cool night. It was a pretty cool night. Yeah, uh, I, re- I regret. And, and if they, I haven't looked at their schedule, mm-hmm. but I would say this: if they come to DC or Philly, I, I would go if he pitched again. Again, one Just million to experience percent. It. It's, it's incredible. Cool. It's cool. It's incredible. That's really cool. That's I, look, man. I I regret. I do regret not going. Um, I think I'm gonna if try to. If we go don't to, talk about the. Orioles intentionally squirting people with the hose really, and make it that into really a bit. If we Drew, don't, Drew tried to do this on the radio the other if day. If we don't do that, there is something wrong with us. Do you, do you, and, and I can't even. Is begin anybody to, still there that was there then? Sure. Who? Greg Bader. Oh, he was there. Of course, yeah. he was there. Yeah. And 
So you think that there's a no? I okay. just think it's hilarious. It is weird ironic because like when they announced right, that people are now hang interested in getting squirted by the bird. When it was announced, it wasn't just like a what. It's, well, I, this is pretty lame. I, Let's I, be honest. I gotta be honest about it. Like, it's, it's just a guy with a water it's, gun. It's That's all it is. Lame. But again, it's ne- it was never. None of this was ever for me. So I'm the wrong person to talk. <laughs> He's wearing floaties and right. stuff. Thank you. It, none of this was ever for lame. me. It's for now. The concept. The concept isn't lame. Let me just say that. I don't think the concept's lame at all. I think it's. I actually think it's kind of cool. No pun intended. The idea that a dude sits there with a squirt gun and shoots it out at you is kind of dumb. You should come up with a better way to do it than that. It should be automated. There should be a better way to do it. But neither here nor there. The irony of it all is unreal that people are now paying to get squirted at the stadium. I can't get over it. Not really sure. I can't get over it. Not. Look, man, I... Oh, by the way, you got bumped this week for real real coverage. Well, uh, we so, on got, Sunday. Yeah, we got moved up, I guess. Yeah. So you can't tank our... That was my idea, to be honest. No, that's fine. I couldn't do it earlier. It prevents us from having you tank the uh, the audience that the whatever right. the colon blow show or whatever we get from that more... I don't even know what's on before you it's on Sunday. It's a money investor thing. I know. It's, oh. it's They're good. I'm, I'm sure they're good. Savvy I'm investor. not sure what the audience is that's leading in at that point. Well, I'll dig I'm in not. a little bit and come up with something yeah. good. Okay. I'll Instead do, of bringing in the mayor. I'll do, yeah, right? What, what would he have to offer? I understand that. We had a good show this week. A very special Mother's Day show. I was very proud yeah. of Yeah. What? Not so much. Oh? <laughs> yeah? What was your issue with it? Cedric Mullins is my issue. What's your issue with Cedric Mullins? He's on my list. Well, oh man, I gotta know this. Yeah. What? Okay. What did you bet Cedric Mullins to do? I needed do? one freaking hit from him last, last night. night. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I had five for five if he gets a hit. Yeah. There we go. He cost Old Trusky 154 American dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Rat Fink. <laughs> Rat Fink. Cedric Mullins. I had Urshela, Rutschman, Hayes, Judge, and him. Ah. Uh, well. Well. Can't win them all, Drew. I don't know if you've heard that. You can't win them all. Unreal. Well, you know, there's always tonight. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll turn right back around. And plus, you probably took advantage of all the great offers and incentives that are available at pressboxonline.com/offers. That's where I got. So where I got I'm, hooked. This might have even been a free bet, right. for example, that you made, because right now you can get a fifty-dollar free bet and up to one thousand dollars in a deposit bonus match from our friends at DraftKings. Just go to pressboxonline.com slash offers to claim your incentive. Uh, it was a fun night last night. Drew didn't go last night. He went on Monday night because he enjoyed watching the team lose because he's a bad person. It was clearly a fun night last night. I mean, I mean, I was there what? too. And I, I watched Otani's. That's fine, but they lost. They did lose, yeah. Yes, they lost yeah. the baseball lost. game. Not sure if you're familiar because had to get another two batters out of Grayson Rodriguez instead of putting... Yenier Cano in when the game mattered and was still on the line. But I'm totally over it. I haven't thought about it at all since then. It's not still something that I'm concerned about. Okay. I am good. I, I was heated about that yesterday, by the way. What did you think about that in the fourth inning on Monday? Well, I think he's really struggling, obviously. No, but I I, I'm saying specifically then, this is when people were trying to make their, see some sort of closer controversy. The point that I made was that it's nice to be able to have your high-leverage pitcher be available for... That early? Whatever the highest leverage. The game was determined in the fourth inning on Monday night. It's one thing if you're throwing a guy out there and saying, we kind of don't care what happens tonight. This guy's got to get us eight innings. Well, the, the inning started, I'm doing this off the top of my head. It was, we were up 3-2. 4-3. Uh, 
Wallach, right. Yeah. Wallach hit the home run yes. to make it 4-4. Yep. They got two guys on somehow. I believe with one out. Taylor Ward and um, – or Tyler Ward, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. Ward and Renfro got on. He had been he had put on two base runners every inning, and then Otani clearly did not have it. So you're saying take him out before Otani? Take him out before Otani. Put in Cano, who gets lefties and righties out at the exact same clip. Nobody can get a hit off of him. Use him in your highest leverage situation. (coughs) If he gets out of it, go back, have him pitch again in the fifth inning, and then deal with it after that. You ended up pulling Grayson Rodriguez two batters later. So the innings thing, the argument of well, well we need the to guy get they brought in. I mean, you might as well. Well, I understand that. that I understand, but the point being, it, by the way, he was here for one day and then he was gone. Right, right, right. But the idea of, well, we don't want to pull him because then it's going to really tax our bullpen. You taxed your bullpen anyway. You you pulled him two batters later. You did the exact same thing. Why in the world? I'm not one. I don't get. I don't hate Brandon Hyde. I think Brandon Hyde, for the most part, has done a nice job. But that one spit in the face of logic and sense. This is the way that it works. The guy didn't have it. I'm not saying Grayson Rodriguez will never be able to work out or that he's a bust or anything like that, but he didn't have it on Monday night. He he doesn't have it. You can argue that. He's had it in moments, but for the most part. He's had it in two moments against the Tigers. Other than that, he's given up 27 earned runs. After the first inning against the Rangers. He's had it other than one inning a few times. Other than one inning against the White Sox, he had it. He's had it other than one inning a couple times. He didn't have it at all. In 27 innings, other than the Tigers, he's given up 27 earned runs. I understand that, but a lot of them happen. you know what that ERA is? I do. I'm very aware of what that ERA is. I understand. Let me go back a second. That, to me. But I still think you. Spit in the face of logic. It was absurd. I hear you. I I, I don't know. I, I hear all, everything you're saying, and I'm not saying that would have been a poor decision to bring Cano in. I just don't feel like that that's even close to a natural spot for him. But that's the value of Cano. Like the, when we, why are we obsessed with the idea that somebody pitches the eighth inning, somebody pitches the ninth inning? It's that's the way that it works. Instead of understanding, I hey, just I the don't game know that can it, be determined at any moment. Any moment of the game can be the game that deter- the moment determines the game. And on Monday night, we all know what moment determined the game. Right. In that moment, that's true. When the game is potentially on the line, go to your highest leverage reliever. Again, with the flip side argument being, if it's your pitcher that you choose to have eat innings for you, right, right. now, like what the Royals are doing with Jordan Lyles, they say, dude, if you give up twelve runs, we don't care. You're pitching nine innings. That's the way it's going to be. Right. We're resetting our bullpen every time you pitch, no matter what you do. We don't care. But outside of that, why in the world? I, I don't know. Is it, is it important? Do you need to take that? No, I'm looking at something. Okay. <laughs> is <What's> it? So? <laughs> I'm looking something up, but you're. But in the meantime, you're... Trying to do a show, yes. I know, I'm saying... I, I'm, <laughs> Come to I'm, your house and chew gum. You can if you want. Uh, yeah? I just <laughs> don't know option. that... <clears throat> I just don't know that using him in, that, in the fourth inning... Why? What is the disposition against using him in the fourth inning? What you can't use him in the seventh or eighth when you need him. They didn't need him. Uh, we know that now. Because they couldn't get you're, out of the fourth. You're, That's you're, the it's, point. It's easy for you to say this now. No, I said it in that moment. I was screaming it at Cooper's North. I wish you would have been there. What in the world are you doing? And we well, spent that, all last that, week the guy talking brought about in it. Definitely stays. I don't, it bring it, they didn't bring anybody in. They left Grayson out there to give up a three-run homer. Who cares who you bring in at that point? I mean, my God. How That's much, more do, you go, how much more do you go with him? We'll talk about it in Would You Rather Wednesday. It's not. We'll get. We'll be, We'll get back to that. Okay. That'll. That'll come back up. 
That's the most. I can't. I can't. That answer is unfathomable to me, by the way. Well, you can't use them in the fourth inning. Well, I didn't say you can't. I said that I think that that's an awkward spot for him. That's all. I, I, I don't understand. Do you think that. Now, he, what if Otani rips one off the wall and uh, those two runners score? Like, then what do you do? I, I just. I do think. I will counter what you said a little bit. There are specific roles for, for pitchers. I think the, the ninth. There, there are specific. Roles. I think that baseball history has shown that the ninth inning guy is the ninth inning guy. Oh, you, I don't. I think in the last twenty him, years it's changed dramatically. The there is an eighth inning guy. Every team has an eighth inning. I guy. I think that for the most part, except for the fact that when they put Cano in the seventh inning, it's been no problem. He has had no issue going in in other circumstances. That's true because he understands he's the high leverage pitcher on the team, and the high leverage moment is when he pitches. Like you know when the game's on the line and there's two runners on base and Shohei Otani is at the plate. It's the high-leverage moment in the baseball game. And why you wouldn't use your high-leverage pitcher in that spot is befuddling, befuddling to me that the argument is... Did anyone ask him afterwards? They asked him about Grayson. They didn't really ask him. Nobody asked about Cano. Nobody brought up why not put Cano in in that spot. That didn't come up after the game. Okay. And... You know, it might just be because everybody thinks the way that you do. Well, you wouldn't use Cano there. It's the fourth inning of a baseball game. I just think it's an awkward spot. I, I, I mean, if you would have used him, okay. I just think it's an, a really weird spot for him. That's all. I think it's the, if the argument is a weird spot for him to have gotten up and started warming up, I can listen to that argument, right? Well, like, that's all part of it. That's, you're, you're, you're now making him get up and throw, you know, whatever, however many pitches you would throw to try to get ready. And then what if. And I don't know at what point you get him up. When when do you get him up? Well, it's the home run. It's four four. You right. get him up right then. No, I think that you're trying to get out of it then. But then the moment that you have another base runner on at that point, I think you're saying we understand that the mo- the game and you see that Otani's coming up. You now know you're going to be facing right. Shohei Otani with at least one runner on base. I'd be going to my high leverage guy. Well, barn a double play. Sure. Right. 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 Sure. Sure. And that, again, okay. this is all part of the, the calculus. And that could be the answer if... I can't believe you're doubting <clears> Brandon Hyde. <throat> yeah, right. How would I ever... But I don't even hate Brandon Hyde. I'm not that guy. I don't either. I, I, and Brandon I, Hyde's answer might be, manager, in hindsight, if I knew that was going to be the situation, I absolutely would have used Ginny or Cano there. But I didn't know that we were going to have, you know, a situation where there are going to be two runners on base and Shohei Otani at the plate. And so I wasn't prepared to put someone in the game that wasn't ready for that spot just yet. But... I, Okay. Man, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. All right, we'll do Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll also talk about the PGA Championship because I know that's the when only is real that? reason. <laughs> They're doing that again this year. Did you hear that? Uh, we'll talk about that. I, I got just, your winner. I just learned that Tiger Woods isn't playing. I had no idea. I had no clue. Backed out again. That's <laughs> loser. <laughs> loser. He's just afraid of those guys, I think is what it is. Drew's here. Drew's morning dish. As he mentioned, uh, fairways and greens will be at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Yes. Instead of uh, its normal spot at 12. Reed and I will be on 12 to 3, and then Drew after that, starting at 3. How long are you going on Sunday? Till 5. So it's not going to be over by then. It'll be, they'll be on the 15th, 16th hole in that okay. range. I may mm-hmm. talk to Chuck and just say, can I keep going? Yeah, until, until it's over. I don't over. think there's anything else on. Uh, not until Sunday. They yeah, just go cares? to the network at that point. Yeah. 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 
So we, are you going to do live? Or are you just going to do play-by-play? Is that what you're going to do? I may. I think that's against the rules. But I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed I'm to. I'm going to do it anyway. Just going to do it anyway, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, if you only work one hour a week, what are they going to fire you? Right. Then you'd be fired by every station. I don't need that 250 bucks that bad. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you're doing all right for you. Do what I have to do. Well, Cedric Mullins keeps not hitting. Cedric Mullins. You might need that 250 I do need that $250. Today's show also brought to you by PressBexOnline.com slash contest. Right now, you can win four tickets to all of the area minor league baseball teams, plus an easy pass Maryland on the Does go. Does include the Orioles? No, they're the good one. On easy pass it Maryland. It used to work. On, it did. That joke used to work. It did. On the go transponder, preloaded with $25 and a $50 gas card from Royal Farms to help you get around. Must be 18 or older to enter. The sweepstakes ends June 14th. Again, PressBoxOnline.com slash contest. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to BirdlandSports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the Birds with Birdland Sports. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson looks at the pipeline of talent still to come for the Orioles. Diving in on last year's number one pick, Jackson Holiday, and other top prospects like Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kobe Mayo, and more. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles Orioles pitcher Kyle Gibson. And Bo Smolka breaks down what progress would mean for the team's 2022 draft picks in their second pro season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com That first sip That first bite Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. Expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels heating, plumbing, A.C., and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. A.C. season is here. New rebates and discounts are available more at ajmichaels.com. All right, give me the rundown on what matters this week, like what's special about this particular PGA championship. What I, I don't feel a whole lot of juice this week. Yeah, I, I kind of don't either. Um, I think this is a, such a weird time. I uh, totally understand what they've done with the schedule. I am definitely an August PGA fan. Um, I always thought part of the nuance of the tournament was the weather. You know, it was always 107 in Southern Hills in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Who's going to survive? Like, I always thought the weather 
was a big part of the story, and it was what was Jim. Do you Mance's say that sort of in the way that like every everything else has? There's something special about like 100%. the Masters is the Masters. The, and, U, the and, U.S. Open is the course is always supposed to be impossible. And right, par's your friend. Correct. The British Open's totally about the go- the, the history of the golf right. course and the and the weather. Oftentimes the weather, yeah, the weather which changes four times in one round. Right. So um, what is the PGA and, Championship? And the PGA also is uh, to borrow Jim Nance's line. Uh, Glory's last chance, or whatever the hell he called it. Um, you know, final major of the year. Um, nothing really going on at that point, right. right? Right. I feel like this week you've got a, you know, you've got one of, if not the biggest name in sports, playing basketball this week, mm-hmm. which is occupying a huge part of it. I mean, is, you you you've feel got, that strongly about Jamal Murray, or you've got another rat fake. If you scored a layup last night, I'd have won two hundred fifty dollars in the first bucket of the game, scumbag. I don't even know who scored the first basket of the game. Look that up for me real quick. What was the first basket of the game? Look two things up for me. Yeah. Did Davis, LeBron, and Jokic all have five points in the first quarter? Well, Jokic definitely did, for sure, right? Yeah, Jokic did, I think, Davis. I assume did. And, and look up how the first basket was scored so I can badmouth Jamal Murray. Um, but you got so much going on, right? And you got the rate, horse races. Yes. <coughs> yes. That I, I do feel now. Some people still like hockey. The, uh, yeah. Correct. Uh, by the way, this is a this is a really awesome Final Four. Um, this is an awesome Final Four. I, I know you're going to say that, but without with, it is with losing all of the top stars doesn't matter y- to you. The, it the, doesn't. These matter. both are going to go seven games. I understand that. I know it doesn't matter to you. It's terrible for the NHL. They but for at, golf, as I've used that as an example, like uh, the only people that care about golf are who golf people. People that care about yes. golf, right? So we we. We'll take it whenever, but I feel like for golf, mm-hmm. this this event needs to be in the in the in August. But I've, I but I, I understand what the they're doing. I, I, every, the moment I they moved it, I said, "What for? What but reason?" I, but I understand that they're trying to not ever fight with the NFL. I, I get it, and but the NFL doesn't start until after Labor Day. But. But the problem is, you play the PGA at the end of August, right. middle of August, and everybody's talking you got the FedEx about the NFL. And right. So anyway, what the story this week is? The golf course, the difficulty of it, um, how they've how they've, you know, they got one hole where there's in course out of bounds, which is almost never happens. Um, I don't even know what that means. On the make sure I'm doing this the right way. On the s- sixth hole, on the sixth hole. If you hit it in the seventh fairway, it's out of bounds. Okay. Or on the seventh hole, if you hit it in the sixth fairway, it's out of bounds. One, one of the two. You, if you hit it into the fairway of the other hole, that's deemed out of bounds. You can't go just go play your ball from there. <coughs> and they're doing that to stop players from trying to take advantage. Yeah, right. Cheat like, the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it's going to favor it. You know, I think all of the data will eventually play out. It's going to favor the top 20 guy. There's a there's a stat in golf called total driving, which is the combination of how far you hit it and where you're ranked one to whatever. Let's say there's 200 players who get ranked. Patrick Cantlay, he, he's the 10th longest hitter on tour. I'm making that number up, by the way. And then you do the same data for accuracy, how many times you hit it in the fairway. He's 23rd. He His total driving number is then 33. Okay. 
Okay, so it's length of the, the t- average, right? Right. So the those guys that are in the total driving, and and there may be a new acronym for or a new um, I, phrase I've, for that. I've been trying to convince Mrs. Clark for a long time that length isn't the only thing that matters. Yeah, well, I've been trying told, to say for a she long told time. Me, like, you, like, you need hey, to look. see somebody about your length. <laughs> right, I said. Like, I don't yeah. know how you do that. Yeah, look, I've got the accuracy part down. Made two kids. I don't really know what your problem is. So, here. so here you go. The total driving stat right now on tour. This says 2021 for some reason, but it's current. They just didn't update their headline, I guess. Total driving stat. Keith Mitchell ah, is number one. Former San Francisco Giant. Um, Cantlay, uh, funny enough, is like top five. His, the thing just disappeared off my phone. Anyway, so that... That stat is really important. If you look up the total, if you if you wanted to bet this week, go through that list. Most of those guys are all good players anyway. But that bet, stat, bet real, the house on Keith Mitchell. That, is what you're well, saying. Keith Mitchell could win for sure. And and the odd thing about this event uh, at this golf course is the last two times it's been played there, an an off track guy has won. Okay. Sean McKeel won. Jason okay. Duffner won. Now Duffner was. Yeah, it's certainly Duffner far more of a was, golfer than Sean McKeel was. Right. Duffner was Keith Mitchell. Right. Uh, it, frankly, right. They're, they're a very, very good comparison. Um, so that matters. And then the one thing that also really matters is your ability to hit the green from 175 to 200. Because you're go- And there's a stat for that. You're going to have a lot of those shots. You're going to have four or five of them per round in the 170 to 200 range, which... Most PGA Tour players, 170 and in, they pretty much perceive as a as an easy shot. Okay. <laughs> Anything that starts to get 180, 190, you know, you 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 miss the club face by a quarter of an inch, and you're, you know, you're seven yards off the green. So, I, I think it favors the the guys who hit it the furthest and the straightest. Definitely favors if somebody like Colin Morikawa, who has been terrible for the last year, if someone like Morikawa were playing better, even without the a win, he'd be he'd be almost a lock to wager on this week. But he's played so poorly, and this is probably the week he wins. He's played so poorly that you can't wager on him. I think Cantlay's going to win. Okay. Is the is there a storyline wise? Is Rom the best story that could come out of it? I guess McElroy sure. would always be the best. Well, the story three best, would... the three biggest storylines are the number one storyline without question is Jordan Spieth because if he wins, he okay. completes a career grand slam. Okay. He he is by far the number one story. I think the golf course is way too long for. Him. I, okay, let me let me separate that within golf. I think that's a big story. Do you think that matters to the casual fan? Jordan Spieth winning a tournament, or have we kind of moved on from no, Jordan I think Spieth's that relevance? I think it's the biggest story by far. Okay, if he, it's, it's the career grand slam. I, I mean, hear it, you. It's a, I understand that. I just, I feel like the 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 casual observer has kind of moved on from Jordan Spieth, and it would be more like a anomaly at this point. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's neat, but I, I just don't know that it's going to get people. I, to care here's about. what I would say about Rom: if he could win this week. He, he would have a legitimate chance to win the Grand Slam this year. Okay. Because he could go to L.A. Country Club and win. Right. He's won a lot in California. He puts all those Poe Greens great. Um, th- th- so the biggest storyline would be that if Rom were to somehow win this week, 
I think the single season Grand Slam is definitely in, that sounds attainable. Way more significant to me as far as the casual person having a reason to care, right? Like the guy who's definitely the best golfer in the world at the moment has right. an opportunity to do something historic. You you have to tune in to watch that right. once you get to the U.S. Open. Right. That's so really I, significant. I think that that that's a big one, and I would say because of what's happened to him golf wise in the last three months, and. A little bit of the news he's making this week with like, hey, I'm done talking about live, and I'm ta- I'm tired of being a golf, a PGA Tour ambassador. I just want to go back to playing golf. I think I think McElroy is a big story. I think he's in the. I think Rory very quietly is is on the cusp of a Tiger like disappearance when it comes to the majors. Mm-hmm. Tiger went from 08. Now in 09 he had a great chance and somehow lost to Y.E. Yang. Um, but from oh from two thousand ten, yep, till he won. Now he did have a couple of chances. He he, he could have won the British Open the year Molinari won it. He, he wasn't he wasn't out of it. But from basically from ten until nineteen, he was largely a non factor. He, he was a non factor. Right. And Rory has done the same thing since two thousand fourteen. He's largely been a non factor. He's had some chances, but he hasn't won. So, <laughs> so I think he's a big story. I think, but yet he's still considered by most to be kind of the face of golf at the moment, in part because Tiger's he was, always the face. But but, but Rory of, as, of guys that are actually as an playing, active player, right, correct? Rory is still. I, I would say it is Rory for sure. Um, but but I don't want to say that he gets treated with kid gloves. I think that's unfair because then it sounds like he's that he's being intentionally pacified. But he does not he doesn't get a lot of scrutiny for his for his level for his subpar play when it really matters. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Like the the one thing about Tiger was because Ti- because you know Tiger made the cut in 142 straight tournaments and when Tiger didn't play well, it was a massive right. story. Right. Oh, but he's not. But nobody's ever Tiger. I mean, Tiger was supposed <laughs> right. to be. The, but Rory, the context for Tiger Rory, was he was supposed to surpass Jack Nicholas by, by a. Uh, he was supposed to lap him at some point. You know, like I, 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 I yeah. I mean, maybe by the time he was thirty-five, he would have, right? Right. If not for right, I, 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 I'm of the belief. I know a lot of people counter argue this about his injuries. I, I'm really of the belief, personally. Because Tiger's injuries didn't really start rearing their head until like 13, 12, 13. I'm of the belief, because Tiger was still at a zenith in, in 8, 9, 10, 11, because he won four or five times in 11 and 12. He just didn't win majors. I'm of the belief that what really wrecked Tiger were, were his personal issues. Sure, sure. I, I really no, believe I that. that. I, I, that, I yeah. think the injuries certainly have contributed to it. Right. But I, I think without the I think personal the problems, he'd prevent, have had 18. I think the injuries prevented him from being able to have a comeback. But and, he would have had 18 by right. 12. I think that those personal issues wrecked him for nah, four I years. Get it. I get it. I completely understand and, that. And so Rory won four times in three years. Right. And looked like by 2018, he might have eight. Right? So if he has eight. At 30. Well, then, then it's a very relevant conversation. Sure. Course. Yes. He still has four. Yeah. Correct. Never won one. It's the same amount as Brooks Cap. But he did win the the. But the, if you said playoffs, to everybody, he, if you said to everyone, 
who's the better golfer, McElroy or Kepka? Everyone would say uh, yeah, zero chance. Uh, you know, no argument. I, it's weird. So Rory's a big story this week. To, to me. I get it. Because I think he's got to win one again sometime soon. In order to justify the fact that he's still treated like he right. is correct. I understand that. I understand that entirely. All right. So uh, I'm going with Ka- uh, Patrick Cantlay. Gets underway tomorrow, and he'll be talking about it on Sunday on 105.7 The Fan. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Birdland Sports. They've got a new Mr. Splash t-shirt available right now, birdlandsports.com. If you're enjoying the bird bath, you should check it out. And you could win it just by participating in Would You Rather Wednesday today at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Get in with your responses, and you'll be registered to win a free shirt of your choice from Birdland Sports. Would You Rather number one, as we alluded to, Grayson Rodriguez indeed makes his next start as scheduled, which would be in Toronto this weekend. Or maybe now would be a good time for him to make a trip to the I.L., Skip a few starts and let D.L. Hall have his crack at the rotation. D.L. Hall, by the way, for the record, pitched last night but was pulled after three innings, which was explained by a few Orioles beat writers as being sort of like their load management plan for D.L. Hall. Like that had been predetermined that he was only going to pitch three innings last night. There was no injury issue. There was no anything but presumably would make him available, wouldn't need quite the same turnaround in order to, wouldn't need a full five days in order to be ready to go again. Who's Rodriguez's next start against? It would be Toronto this weekend. Where's that? In Toronto. Yes. Yeah. What's the total in that? Uh, I haven't betting? looked yet. I believe it would be Saturday, so I have What's not. What's the betting total? <laughs> right. to take the top. To take, well, take the over. Rychuk's not there anymore, so knock two runs off. You say off. Gladchuk? Gradchuk or Gritchuk or whatever his yes. name is. Gritchuk. Knock two runs off of that. Right. Because he was true. always going to score two. Well, and Pilar was all oh, right. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> got um, that out of the way last week. Yeah. I, I think I would say we're, we're going to let him make, what's he made, nine starts so far? I believe eight. Was he made eight? Is it eight? I think it eight. sounds right. Because four have been really bad, four have been solid. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. Mm. And by the way, it is eight starts for Grayson Rodriguez. I, I think, you know, you don't want to say this to him because that I just don't know that you want to say it to him and put that kind of heat on him. But I think internally I would say we're going to let him make two more starts. We're going to see how that – that'll take us to Memorial Day-ish. We'll see how that goes. I, and I kind of had said all along, you got to – same thing with Gunnar Henderson. you got to give him to Memorial Day – you got to give him two full months. Now, it's different with Henderson. He's playing every day, and he's hitting mm-hmm. a buck 84. Um, I would give Rodriguez two more starts, and, and then I would evaluate it. And I wouldn't be opposed I, to saying to him, hey, you, you need to go down to Norfolk, and you got to get some people so, out. So that Or Bowie. Again, in, yeah, in, you know in, in two starts, I'll listen to that. This is why I think these are two separate conversations. Because I think that saying, hey, we're going to have to do something about this at some point anyway. You gotta we get ha- people out. Well, it's I'm saying there was always gonna have to be some sort of Grayson Rodriguez solution. Because he can't pitch all year. Correct. Th- I wrote pres- about this last week. Like pres- what do you we talked about this before. What do you do with him? Do you just pitch him until his arm falls off in August? Right. Or do you now say to him, Hey, why don't you go to Norfolk and pitch I'll make the number up. In innings? Ten innings in the yes. next forty days. Right. I'm just making that up. That might be stupid. Ten innings in the next thirty days. But I And I, we'll bring you back here after the all star break. And resume your season. Yeah, I think that's a tough sell. I think that's a really tough uh, sell. Tough sell on who? On Grayson. 
Well, you were on the team. I understand tell that. Tell what you want to do. I'm saying this presents you an opportunity to say, It would be different if you were getting people out. We, I get it. We can do two things here. One, we have to deal with this eventually anyway. So this can help us in dealing with it. Two, we can make up an injury that can be the ex- explanation for why you had your worst start. This presents you the opportunity to say, it's not nearly as bad as you guys think it was. I had a, a shoulder problem. I had a night. bruise. Right, correct. Bruise ego. That's the re- exactly. That's what you would say out loud. You would just announce that to everybody. The, <laughs> Bruised ego. You, 15 days to say You get to protect why it is that you're not going to be pitching for a little while and why you got, the, you got your butt kicked the last time out. And we were going to have to do something eventually anyway. So we're just timing it out right now. We're not telling you out of the rotation. We're just... Take it a timeout because we're going to have to deal with this at some point anyway. Let's go ahead and deal with it now. And it's going to require you afterwards to go make, you know, throw an inning in Norfolk and before we let you make your start after that so that we pretended like you had in a rehab appearance. But this is all that it really is. He'd probably say rehab's for quitters. Correct. That's exactly what he would say. I'm not going down there. They tried to make me go to <laughs> rehab, and I said, maybe I should. Maybe that's a good idea for me, and I should consider it. I wish Amy I, would. I would give him two more starts, see how it flushes out. Uh, the other, who was who it after Toronto, or what would his next start be? It would be two teams later. Uh, because well, they don't play a four-game series next week. You're right, and I can't even remember who it is now off the top of my head. But uh, anyway, is it Kansas City again? Oh well, that doesn't count. I, they were going to let me start that game. No, it's the Yankees. Ooh. Oh, yeah, at, okay, at New York. Okay, so there you go. So wait a second. But wait, actually, wait, wait, he wouldn't, no, no, he, he wouldn't because be it's a three-game series. Yeah. So he wouldn't start in that series. He would start against on Friday night against the Rangers at home. Okay, well they can hit. They can. So okay, well there you go then. So, I, so that's the Friday before Memorial Day? Uh, yes. yes. Okay, so it's perfect. Hey, happy Memorial Day. See you in Norfolk. Um, you give them these two starts, and they're against two good offensive teams, and one's, one's a team you already beat, and one's away with a very good offense. It'll give you a, you know, it'll give you a nice little composite on him after 10 Does starts. Does it do anything worse if he gets his brain beat in the last two game, next two games? Does it make this problem worse? If what problem? That he can't get anybody out? Yeah, and whatever that does to him mentally, whatever that does to him as far as his ability to to try to figure it out at some point this season, does that problem get worse if he makes two more brutal starts? Nah. I I don't think so. I mean, I I think these guys, look, doesn't really matter if they've been in the big leagues two years or ten years. You know – and I say this all the time, like in terms of golf. You, the most important thing about a golfer, a tournament golfer, which my high school kids are tournament golfers, the number one trait you have to have is you have to have the ability to be honest with yourself. To not listen to what your parents tell you, to not listen to what your friends tell you, to not listen to what the two old guys that you teamed up with on the fifth hole tell you about how good you are or not. You've you got to be honest with yourself. It's not easy sometimes for high school golfers to be honest with themselves because they're under an immense amount of pressure to live up to their billing, right? I think these kids are pretty – I think they get it. Like, they know. Rodriguez knows. He doesn't yeah. have he, – he, he knows. I get he, it. He's right. dominated at every level of baseball, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you go back and look at Grayson Rodriguez part, yes. in high school, right. nobody could get a hit off yep. of him. Um, he, in never college, college. Well, he never pitched right, in college. Right. He, he'd be the anomaly there. But right. in the minors, he toyed with people. And so this is probably, I may be wrong on this, but it's probably the first time he's ever gone two months and been battered. So he knows it. 
The question is, how is he dealing with it? And I don't know what happens in, at, at, at that level. I don't know if Brandon Hyde texts him after the game right, and says, says hey, keep let's, your head up. Right. I don't know if we're on the road. Um, you know, somebody wanders over. Chris Kyle Hull. Gibson says, hey, okay. let's get coffee tomorrow morning. Like I or know what, did, or if the deal is just pretend like it's not happening. Like I had two kids, I had three kids yesterday tried out for the Maryland amateur. Uh, one of them played very, very poorly, mm-hmm. way, way out of his. Ball. I heard he blamed coaching. Yeah. Way, <laughs> he said, way out of his. Ball I would have been fine if not for. And I sent him a text last night, and I said, "Hey, in those events when you're trying to qualify for something, and they take the top twenty guys, that there's a number that cuts it off, right? It's, you know, it's called the cut." In those events, you either make the cut or you don't. And if the cut's 76 and you shoot 77, it's just like shooting 87. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing. You didn't make it. Right. That, that's it. You went there to make it. You didn't make it. And you, you, you could have easily, if you shot 77, you'd probably feel worse. Mm-hmm. You shot 87. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you, 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 you your day. Correct. So I I do that, and but I'm, I, but I, and I'm saying point, do, do, I, I don't know if that happens in the big leagues. I don't. It's certainly, and it's funny because it's something I never really talked about with baseball players. I talk about it all the time with football players, and essentially the football players say we just don't talk about it. Like every they know they don't need me to come over and say something to. I don't and, need and that's to sort go, of what I think about him. Right. I, I don't think it's. I, I I don't. I don't think he went into the dugout. I don't think in the locker room the other night they came up to him and snickered and laughed about the home run that Otani hit. I don't because it might have been too sensitive. Mm-hmm. But I also think he knows. Like he's got an iPad. Yep. He looks at it. He goes, "I don't know why I threw that pitch." Yep. Like so, I think you, you put him back out there for two more starts. He's gonna know when Brandon Hyde says, "Hey, can you come in the office on that Saturday morning after they lose eleven to five to the Rangers because he gave up yeah. five runs in four innings." He's going to know. I just, I do wonder if there isn't, like, if this presents an opportunity to not have to have it be the indignity of being sent down. I just don't think that matters. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, I I, I think they, that he knows. I think he's going to the right. mound against Toronto saying to himself, Yeah, I'm probably pitching for my I job. If I don't right. pitch well today, I might get sent down. Now, you could definitely make the argument that that could factor into his performance. I, by the way, I assume that's what happened to Dean Kramer three starts ago. That Dean Kramer went out against Atlanta, assuming this is probably <laughs> I'm probably pitching for my job, and now all of a sudden Maybe. he's the top of the rotation. You know, now all of a Maybe. sudden he's their best pitcher. Well, I guess Tyler Wells is their best pitcher, but he's he's their second best pitcher at the moment. I just don't think at the big league level. I think when Lamar doesn't have a great game, mm-hmm. I I don't think John has to. No, I don't think so either. It, but it's different there because yeah, it's Lamar's vastly different. Lamar's right. and use yeah, use yes. a rookie. You know, if 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 Zay Flowers doesn't catch yeah, a touchdown, yeah, but even that's unfair because you're not there's there's no penalty for it. It's very unique in baseball where yeah. you can be sent down. Yeah, at you're this right. Point. You're right. There's no similarity no, right. to it. Right. It would be more like a you know a fourth round pick that gets the opportunity and steps in and plays, but knows that they might not. If I get, don't play, I'm going to not be in the starting forty six. When, when Deshaun Elliott first got the opportunity right. to play, no, you're right. He knew if he didn't play well, he wasn't going to get the opportunity again a week later. Right? Like they they just were going to go look somewhere else. Say we'll find somebody else to be Deshaun Elliott. All right, well, Griffin and I will come back to that okay. that topic. Number two, uh, would Did, you? Uh, the, by the way, did Gavin Sheets hit his home run last night off of Shane Bieber? I don't know if it was off of Bieber. I didn't. I got to be honest. I didn't pay attention. I'll put Griffin on that. You I'll you figure it, that I'll answer. Number two, 
Would you rather? Find out because I want to send him a text real quick. You got to bet everything you have. Uh, yes. I know. I know. Yes. <laughs> everything you have on the Warriors winning one more title. By with- the way, that was a pretty telling, interesting, maybe more for me as a coach, very, very interesting press conference that Steve Kerr had the other day. I thought it was, too. That's part of the reason why I'm asking the question. Very interesting. It was off of Bieber. There yes. you go. There you yes. Go. yes. Would you rather bet everything you have, which is weird because I hear Gavin Sheets loves Bieber. He's a big, he's a b- believer, I believe. That's what I said about. Two outs, too. Uh, bet everything you have on the Warriors winning one more title with this core group, or similar odds, bet everything you have on the Spurs winning a title now with Wembenyama and up to six first-round picks over the next two years as well. But they've got to win that title in the next seven seasons. Oh, how, how did they no get brainer. all those picks, by the way? Uh, by getting rid of all of their players. Why? Yeah, Dewante Murray. Yeah. Like, they just got rid of everybody, and they acquired six. Now, some of those picks are protected in certain ways, so I don't know right. that they'll get all of them, but they're going to get – they need some help from Robinson. They need some help for Robinson. For Robinson. Yeah. For David the Robinson. Admiral. Yeah, yeah. The Admiral. You know there are only four – I gave this to Griffin yesterday. Yeah. In the draft lottery era, okay. there are only four – uh, 85, is that what we figured out it was? I yeah, think we yes, figured it was, it was 85. 85. Okay. Yeah. There are only four players to have won a title okay. with the team that drafted them number one overall. Okay, and he's one. David Robinson is one. Right. That was the one that Griffin struggled with the most. It was. Okay. Won a title with the team, team that, that drafted, drafted them, them number, number one, one overall. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just to speed this up a little bit, they okay. came. They, they came from a total of two teams. Oh, okay. LeBron. LeBron. Of course, had to come back in order to do it. Right. LeBron. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm just trying to go through who, so, who's So born. you now know they're all either <laughs> Spurs or Cavaliers because they came from a total of two teams. Oh, they got to so, be Spurs or Cavaliers. Or Cavaliers, right. yes. So because Dun- I said Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Um, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> It shouldn't be all that hard. See, this was difficult. See, I don't know why this time. one is tough. I think well, this is yeah. a coffee he's, getting. He's got it right in front of him. Yeah. He knows the Cavaliers yeah. only won one title. So it had to be somebody that was on the title team. I'm, t- I'm thinking, but that's Who is the only other number one pick that was on that Cavaliers title? Who won them the title that year that we all credit to LeBron? Iman Shumpert. Yes, yeah. it was Iman Shumpert, who's on some reality show or yeah. whatever. I, I, I don't. I'm drawing a complete blank. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Oh, you Kyrie heard Irving. Of him. I forgot he. Yeah. I totally forgot he was on the team. Yeah. So I won. I beat Drew. You, well, not I, really. No, but that's NBA. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know who the three wealthiest at, active athletes in the world are? The three richest Active athletes in the world, according to Forbes. He's got to be one of them. No, they're all soccer players. Oh. Footballers. Yes. Messi? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Messi? Uh, wealthiest soccer Jamie Tart? Yeah. Beckham, right. maybe? Zama. I was going to say Roy Keane. No, active athletes. Oh, active Because yeah, we were struggling with that. Active athletes. Beckham? All no. soccer um, players. Messi? It can't be Mbappe, right? It is indeed Kylian Mbappe. Really? I, we were between him and another guy. Old. We went with uh, Mbappe, and I'm grateful that we did. Um, Modric? No. I can't believe. I really can't believe that you got Mbappe and you missed Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, oh, oh like, Ronaldo. I mean, I don't he really hadn't know been active in four years, in my I opinion. Was, I was between uh, Mbappe okay. and Zlatan was what okay. we were struggling with, is which way we should go. Okay. So we, uh, Zava. 
basically, yes. We, in fact, had that conversation. That was a weird bit. By the way, last week might have been the top five show they've ever had. I thought it was very good. I did think it was very good. I'm not, uh, I'll say this, make sure I say this the right way because it's going to sound terrible. I haven't been a huge fan of this gay angle, but I thought they really did a nice job that last week. I thought they did a largely excellent job. I I thought, and I, I still think there's something going, I think there's something else to happen there. With the captain. Okay. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, I don't think so. Man, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's done now. Uh, no, you I think? think that's done now. Just I the, do. the fact they became friends. Yeah, I think that was it was played to football create together. that I mean, scene. Played video together. Right. I think that was the point of it. Like, I love you. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like the awkward. I, I think they. I, I think that that. I think last week was a really good episode. I thought it was a very good episode too. I, and you can feel and, this. It also oh it keeps Crescendo pushing. Coming. I keep trying to tell you that this is all going to end with Nate as the coach at Richmond. I've been telling you that for some time, like, like before the season. The face, I understand that, but I told you before the season the story was going to end up being a Nate redemption story. I tell that you what, his redemption going. story is that girl. He there's no doubt about that. There is no question about it. All right, quickly number three. Uh, oh no, you never answered yeah, this. Well, one. What was two? Or, it's would you bet, rather bet everything on the Warriors oh. to win another title with this group or the Spurs winning a title with Wembenyama over the next seven years? It's easy. I don't even know who Wendy Yama is. Yes, Wendy Yama. Oh, Wendy Yama. She, um, and, P- she and Peter P- Peter Pan out there. I think that Kerr pretty much told you the other day, like, this this needs to be dismantled. Or someone needs to go, and we all know who that yeah, is. Well. I think the Spurs will win one in seven years. All right, very good. And number three, would you rather... A, are you familiar? I can't believe Steve Kerr came out and said I, that. I hear you. Are you familiar with the D-bag that catches all the home runs that caught oh, yeah. Cedric Mullins? He Mullen? was here the other night. Yeah. Yep. Would you rather a baseball punch fair, him in the face a baseball or fair, punch him in stop, the in A the, baseball fair has offered you the opportunity <laughs> to rewrite baseball history. How does he history. do that, by the way? What? How does he, he catch him? I don't know. That's what I was, I was, it was, how does he catch him? Like, this baseball fair will allow you to either make it so you can rewrite history and Chris Davis retires after the 2016 season or... That guy never picks up a glove. Wait a minute. Say it again. Uh-oh. Baseball Fair has offered you the opportunity to rewrite baseball history okay. by either having Chris Davis retire after the 2016 season or making it so that that D-bag never picked up a baseball glove. Man, that guy is so annoying. He's the worst. I he, won't even say his name. He's not. He's the second worst to. thing in baseball. What's the worst? Oh, the you know what not the, being good. No, you know what the worst in baseball worst is. is. Right now, today, the worst. there is something way worse than that guy. Something worse. The pitch than clock. That guy? Nope. No. I like that actually. I, I can't believe I'm even saying that. There's something way worse. Well, the extra inning rule is the best thing in baseball. So not that. I don't know. All right, tell what? me. The freaking umpires. Oh, <laughs> you know what? God, the guy last night sucked. The these guy guys that throw these people right. out of the games. Should all be punched into jewels. Well, except for the guy that threw did threw Domingo Herman out of the game. He but should be given a raise. Different. Yeah, that's a rules thing. I understand this. This I know. whole I know. thing I know. that you're not allowed to look at them sideways. I, I get it. Drives me insane. I understand. All right. What about what about the fight over the third base coach? God, it was amazing. Uh, it's unreal. It was amazing. Oh, it was my favorite. Baseball's got to be. I know all these sports. I, I don't know much about basketball. I I know enough about hockey. I know hockey's got some weird quirks. 
about you not hitting the other team's best player. Mm-hmm. And when you hit the other team's best player, there's this unwritten rule like you don't cheap shot Ovechkin. Right. Because if you do. Yeah, then we got, right, 100%. <laughs> then I got to come and cheap shot you. Right. So when Ovechkin gets cheap shotted, Crosby comes to the bench and says, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. And they say, don't be such a, right. a P. Right. Go, yeah, go yeah, get yeah. hit. That's the way it goes. Yes. So all these sports have quirks. Baseball has got to be the craziest, quirkiest, childish sport in the world. Well, I've said that for a very long time. It's, it's un- man babies. Real. It's, I, it's absurd. It's but, unreal. But the umpiring is Did on. you see what happened the other night with the ball? The ball got rolled out and it hit nicked. Nicked the the guy that came in that got in trouble for Otani but got out of it. Um, oh, what was his name? Not uh, Dickerson. Davinsky. Davinsky. Uh, yeah. yeah. They threw the ball out and the ball nicked his foot. Oh, okay. And he stood there with his arms out like <laughs> like they just stole his car. <laughs> in spring training, JT Real Muto got ejected from a game in spring training because he so he was catching there was a foul ball so he put his glove back to like get the ball. This from was the, the worst. This is the one that got me started. Right. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see this. And, no. and so the umpire was went to he was looking at Craig Kimbrell. It happened two times. Yeah, yeah. And the, and and Kimbrell like looked up with his glove because the umpire had thrown it out to him before, but this time he was getting ready to put it in Real Muto's glove. But Real Muto was looking at Kimbrell. Glove was, ball wasn't in his glove, so he just put his glove down. So the ball, so the ump. Tried to throw it in his in his glove, and he moved his glove, so it just went on the ground, and he threw Real Muto out. He threw him out of the game, and it's in spring training. It was unreal. But that's the it second worst thing that happened all year. The worst one, by far, is the Castellanos one when he touched his bat on the ground mm-hmm. to show where he thought the pitch was. It made a hole in the ground that big, yep. a dent in the dirt, yep. and he threw him out of the game. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And that guy should never be thrown well, out. Well, hang on. Them giving a strike to What's-His-Face when he went back to L.A., that was the worst. Oh, Bellinger. Bellinger, when oh he went back gosh. to L.A. for the first time. No doubt. And they gave him a standing ovation. No doubt. And they they say, hey, good to see you, bud. Strike one. They're the worst. It These umpires all deserve to get punched. In the- Before the game starts. Okay, but that's not. Some- I'm not giving you that option The here. little guy with the angels that they, right. drove, that they rode around the uh-huh. cart the other night, the little mm-hmm. man yeah. that was at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. AJ he Rodriguez. should get to punch those people I'm in not the face. Oppo- I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. What's the answer? We saw him in the, in the thing, and Ethan's like, that's the little man. I'm yeah. like, Ethan? You're, you're not, yeah, you're not supposed to say that. That's what he goes by. Yes, right. he goes by little man. You're good. <laughs> Ethan was he all right on guard with him and everything. Well, he's become quite the celebrity. This has been a very fruitful thing for him. It's incredible, right? What a great country. Is (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that guy. It's going to get fixed in two years. Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Is it going to get fixed? Coming back for a return tour. (laughs) And and here's the thing. Oh, there's a chance. There's really a chance. But here's the thing. It's going to be better than the first one. Oh, is it? Is it going to be better than the first? The best is yet... To come! It's going to be better than the first What's time. your answer? Get rid of the guy or... Who are we getting rid of? Chris Davis or... Oh. The, the, fat, the home run guy. I, uh, I, would, I would say whatever we could do to make Chris Davis better. No, no, no. He's just retiring after 2016. So let the Orioles aren't on the hook for the money. Let him retire. Oh, peace. so you're keeping the home run guy? Oh, no, no, no. I want the home run guy Thank out. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Let Chris Davis suffer. All right. Very good. Uh, that guy's be, the worst, man. You'll be on at three on Sunday. Punch that guy in the face. I don't disagree with you. He's terrible. How does he catch all these baseballs? Who cares? It's terrible. You'll be on at three on Sunday. Yeah, three o'clock. Fairways and Greens, 105.7 The Fan, for a live coverage of the PGA Championship where he'll just basically be doing play-by-play the entire time. 
Pretty uh, close. DrewsMorningDish.com, at It's a Hooded 4iron on Twitter. Those are all the ways that you can follow him. Appreciate you stopping by to say hello this morning. Oh, am I done? Okay. Well, I mean, if you'd like to stick around, we'll invite you to stick around. But we have, like, guests scheduled. Nah, and you'd I'm have good. to do. Because then i got to act like I know what I'm talking about. That's the point. Like, you'd have to do the show. No, no, no. And that's, I've nope, always nope, found, nope. to be tricky for you. No, I'm good. Still to come this morning, Colton Kowser is going to join us. Also. Uh, rated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you're. And uh, Brett Phillips, former uh, Oriole, now with the Angels, is going to check in with us as well. That's all on the way as we continue on a Would You Rather Wednesday. And don't forget, get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Somebody's winning a uh, free shirt from Birdland Sports, BirdlandSports.com. It's a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to BirdlandSports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the Birds with Birdland Sports. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson looks at the pipeline of talent still to come for the Orioles. Diving in on last year's number one pick, Jackson Holiday, and other top prospects like Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kobe Mayo, and more. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles Orioles pitcher Kyle Gibson. And Bo Smolka breaks down what progress would mean for the team's 2022 draft picks in their second pro season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com That first sip That first bite Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. Get five second chance bets from PointsBet when you deposit and bet your first $50, but only by using the link at PressBoxOnline.com offers. Again, PressBoxOnline.com offers is the link that you use in order to claim that incentive and much more for betting. Again, PressBoxOnline.com offers. All right, it is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. As I mentioned, continue to get me your responses, and we will hook one of you up. I will re-rack them as well. And as always, you get 24 hours in order to get your responses in. So, again, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio, the ways to go about doing it. That said, it is time for us to make our trip down to Norfolk to chat with a member of the Tides. And this man, I don't think he's going to be a Tide for that much longer because he continues to 
just absolutely scorched the ball this season. He is Orioles' top prospect, Colton Kowser, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Colton, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. Uh, thank you all for having me. It's great to talk to you again, dude. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, do, you, do you almost get nervous when you have conversations about how well you're performing because you don't want to jinx it at all? Uh, not really. You okay. know, I'm just trying to go out there, handle my business, you know. I hear So, uh, you know. What what has just, just trying to continue to play well? I get it. What has felt the best this season? Like, I, dude, you know, you're, you're, in the last like ten days, you're hitting something like five hundred. Like, what has felt the best to you this year? What do you think maybe has even improved in your game from what was already obviously a very high standard? Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, I think I'm continuing to swing at good pitches, and I think that's continuing to improve, and you know, understanding my strike zone awareness. And, uh, you know, understanding what pitches I can drive and which ones I can't. So I think that it's, uh, you know, a little combination of both. Is there a way for you to, as you're doing it at the AAA level, a lot of times we talk about, hey, the point of AAA is that you're facing guys that are major league pitchers, right? Was there a point where it clicked for you like, okay, now I know I'm ready. Now I know that whenever that call does come, and I get that's beyond your control, but whenever it comes – I, I have done the things that I know I need to do to feel like I confidently can make the transition to hitting major league pitching. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if it's, I think it might be something that just kind of happens, I guess you could say. Um, but I think right now, you know, the big thing is just to continue to excel at the level I'm at right now and then continue to do whatever I can do to help the team win and, you know, we've been winning a lot of games here with the yeah. Tides, and it's been a lot of fun. So, you know, there really hasn't been too much pressure um, to contribute to the team here. You know, I think that it's uh, just kind of coming naturally, and, you know, hitting's been kind of contagious throughout our lineup. So um, it's easy knowing that whenever uh, – it's not easy. It's, uh, you know, it makes you a little bit more relaxed whenever you – when you know that there's other guys in the lineup that can pick you up if you struggle and uh, – and if you are contributing well, then, you know, you're, you're going to be, uh, you know, helping the team win. That, that one last night was a little bit of fun, huh? Yeah, last night was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was um, okay. You know, like I said, one through nine, one through nine were, were pretty dangerous. So, Yeah, Daz Cameron hit the, uh, the, the big home run last night for the Tides and a walk-off win, uh, an exciting night at Norfolk. Of course, Colton Kowser is with us here on GCR. The Tides are home all this week so if you're headed down that way this weekend some great giveaways including a tidewater tides retro trucker hat giveaway on friday plus fireworks and mookie wilson making an appearance uh, who was once upon a time a norfolk tide of course a world series champ with the mets all that going on this weekend with the norfolk tides um colton i i, I wonder for you like as as you've succeeded so much at every level is there something that you would still say, hey, but even as much success as I'm having, I still feel like I could do this better? Is there anything that's still left on your own like internal checklist of things that you would wanted to do before you got to the bigs? Yeah, you know, I think that there's always things you can, can improve on. Um, you know, I think can, you can always improve out there on defense. You can always improve, you know, definitely at the plate. I think that, you know, having a, a fluid mindset and a 
a fluid approach at the plate, being able to adapt to certain situations um, and understanding, you know, your role in certain situations. That's something you can always improve on. And I think that's, that's why, why we play minor league baseball to, to continue to mature, you know, as a baseball player. And um, yeah, you know, I think those, those two things right there are something you can always improve on. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. It seems like you're doing it pretty well from afar, right? Like, it seems like that's happening at a pretty high level. Um, Colton, the excitement that you have felt. You mentioned it's fun to be at the ballpark. All the talent that's around you. It's insane, right? The season that Jordan's had. I mean, it's just nuts what you're around. Have you really started to feel like a bit of an itch for – you know, I knew that, I know that when you arrived you could start to see what was coming, but how it's unfolded – and to be on the cusp of it and to see what's happening at the big league level and the guys that you're going to be around, has it created an additional level of, oh, my God, this is really happening the way that we all thought that it might, and there's a genuine chance that I'm about to arrive for a team that's going to compete for a World Series? Um, You know, I think that that's a good question. I think that, uh, you know, I think it's something that the, the Orioles and the organization has, kind of instilled upon us, you know, mm-hmm. that winning culture. And I think that they've, uh, they've preached, you know, we're going to be there eventually, but continue to keep your head down, keep working. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised a little bit just because you could tell last year, um, you know, big league clubs started winning a little bit. And then this year they get, they've been off to a great start. And I think that that's kind of trickled down in the, in the AAA as well. Um, and it kind of makes you, makes you realize that, Everyone here in AAA has to be ready um, because uh, you got to be able to go up there and contribute. Colton. So, no, I, I completely get that. I, Colton, I guess I would add to it, right? Like, is there an amount of pressure that now comes along with that, right? Like, I, you're not just getting up by default. You're getting up because there's a belief that, that you can help a team win. Is there an amount of pressure that comes along with that whenever you get the call? Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I don't think I can really uh, attest to that right now, you know, just because I haven't gotten my call or sure. anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I'm I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of pressure. But, you know, again, I think that uh, that's when you just kind of have to rely on the work that you put in and be able to trust your ability and that the organization believes in you, that you're able to go up there and contribute and help the team win. So I think that, uh, you know, you just kind of got to go out there and still continue to play your game just because the lights are a little bit brighter, you just got to be able to calm yourself down, you know? All right, so we got to talk about the ga- the part of your game that's obviously it's a huge disappointment, Colton, and I, I don't know if you ever want to offer an apology to everybody, but um, only three hit-by-pitches this season. I mean, what the hell's going on, dude? Like, what w- what happened there? <laughs> you were going to set all the records. You're going to be the greatest hit-by-pitch artist in baseball history. I-, I feel like you've really let everybody down. Are you willing to apologize for that this season? Yeah, you know, I think that – I kind of passed the torch over to Hudson Haskin there really? for a little bit. He uh, he got off to a great start when it came to hit by pitches. <laughs> I think um, he, he's yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I honestly I haven't even thought about that. Um, I've been hit by a couple pitches, I guess, this year. But you know, it's early. Who knows? Who knows what? Yeah, happen. that could change at some point. I like to, I like to try to get out of the I like right. to try to get out of the way. Right I, I'm now, guessing you're more than willing to take the trade off of improving your on base percentage by 60 points while also not being hit by a pitch uh, 18 times during the course of this season. I'm guessing that's a trade off that you're willing to take. 
Um, you know, it's it's funny because I, I think a lot of people talk about, you know, you played so much center field. I know you played a little bit of left this season. I know you played a little bit in the other sides. Have you been spending more time working on that? Because I know part of it is, like, right now, the guy that's playing center field for the Orioles is a hell of a baseball player. I don't know how this is going to work. Have you been spending more time, even if you're not playing there, maybe working at some of the other outfield spots just to get more of a feel and be for ready for whatever it is that you're asked to do when you get to the bigs. Yeah. You know, of course I, uh, you know, whether it's BP or whether it's, you know, just getting certain reads like that. Um, you know, it's good to have that versatility. Um, you know, growing up, I actually played, I played corner outfield. And then as I started to develop a little bit of speed, I, I moved over to center field. So, um, you know, I'm used to playing the corners, um, you know, I used to play in center field now. So, Again, um, you know, there's just a little bit, a little bit of different things that goes on in the corners that doesn't really happen in center, but it's, uh, it's not too crazy of an adjustment. Would you feel comfortable if, and again, I, I, all the guys, I'm not trying to, to take anybody's job away. I want to make that abundantly clear because Austin Hayes has been great. Anthony Santander is great. But if the call came and there was an injury or something like that and somebody said, hey, we, we need you to patrol left, you would feel comfortable doing that at the major league level if that's what you were asked to do? Yeah, whatever, whatever I'm asked to do. Um, you know, I'll be comfortable with, um, again, whatever, whatever, if that situation does appear, um, you know, I'll be ready and be, uh, be comfortable with whatever they need me to do. Have we gotten to the point in the process where your family starts like trying to get information out of you? Like, are, you haven't heard anything, right? Like we need to, we need to try to start thinking about like making plans. Have you gotten to that point where you feel like you're close enough that your family's hounding you about whether or not you've heard anything about a call? Oh no, no, no! My family's my family's pretty good. They they understand, you know, how these things work, yeah. and you know, I do, I do as well. It's so, the uh, you, you'll know when I know type of situation, right? Like if I can yeah, tell exactly. you something, I tell you something. It doesn't work that way. There's nothing to know. Um, so we know, of course, you're a Star Wars guy, and we we know that you had done the big Millennial Falcon project. Have have you taken on anything else? since then has there been anything new that you've worked on this season that maybe we would be equally as impressed by um you know just some mini diagrams some of the newer ones that came out some of the other the heads that they've came out with the star wars ones uh i guess it was two weeks ago week and a half ago they had their you know may the fourth yeah uh promotional stuff and so uh Gunner and I actually both got the Razor Crest, and uh, that that's the big one we're going to be building this. Hang on, now I have this to. Season. Now I have to see it. Okay, wait a second. I got it. The star, the Razor Crest, and I got to see how yeah, big. The, how big is it? Uh, honestly, I don't know how many pieces it is exactly. Um, I can tell you right now. I'm looking at it. All right. Uh, it is sixty-one hundred pieces. Damn. Okay, so how long did it take you total when you did the Millennium Falcon, and how long do you think it'll take you to do the Razor Crest? Uh, I don't think the Razor Crest is going to take me as long okay. because it's a little bit. It seems like it's going to be a little bit easier of a build. Um, but I know Gunnar's already started on it, so he's is off it, to a head start. I was going to say, is it a race between the two of you? Are, yeah, we. I won last year, so he's a little bit bitter about that. <laughs> but uh, we, 
we were on the we were on the road last week, so he went ahead and got a head start. Oh man! So it's oh, that's a great point. You can only do it because it's sitting back at your place. I completely understand that. So now this week has presented you the opportunity to do it. Do you find yourself almost obsessed with it? Like on Monday, did you even leave the build like your your house at all? Or did you stay the entire time working on the Razor Crest? Uh, Monday was the off day, so you know I was kind of I'll just say this: I was pent up in my room a little bit. <laughs> All right, is is it just this, like, do you feel like this is going to be a part of your life moving forward? Do you, in a way, I don't know if we asked this the last time, do you find it cathartic at all? Like, does it help when you have a, a moment away from baseball that you're just not thinking about baseball in any way and you have something else, a project to dive into? Does that does that benefit you in some sort of way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a good decompression tool that uh that i use um you know whether you know have a bad game i just come back you know sit at my desk and you know take my mind off things and throw a little tv show on and start building um you know it's just a really good reset are are you guys are you and gunner sending each other pictures like of the process like every day is that is it that competitive to where like do you maybe try to rope a dope him like oh dude i didn't get anything done today like what does that look like on a day-to-day basis you know, I, I wouldn't say that we're like we're trying to enjoy the build as well. So it's not like we're we're really trying to you know finish in as quick as we can, stay up all night. Um, well, since I didn't get to start to build, he built earlier. Than, I told him not to send me any pictures because okay. I don't want to be spoiled. Okay, so you can keep going, but he'll so, let you if he finishes it. He'll definitely let you know, right? Like there won't be a oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and he'll he'll I I'll, I mean I'll I'll ask him like hey what bag are you on today or you know, something like that. So that's so great, man. I love this so much. It's and it's cool that you guys have like bonded with it. Like that's a really, really cool thing. Is there anybody else currently on the team? Is, is there anybody that gives you crap about it or do they all respect your process? Uh you know, everyone's got their opinions. <laughs> hey man, who cares? Who cares what they think? You're killing it right now. Maybe they should all start building their own razor crests in order to be able to replicate the success that you're having. They might want to think about that entirely. All right, uh, uh, Colton Kowser. Hey, why was um, our buddy Eric Arditi uh, trying to get uh, Sydney Sweeney to comment on your Instagram a couple weeks ago? Um, I think that stemmed from my mic'd up video during spring training. I was just trying to – we were – me and Russ were messing around a little bit about Haley Seinfeld and uh, Sydney Sweeney, but you know, I think he was just trying to get some traction. So, so maybe no. Have, have we heard from Sydney Sweeney or Haley Steinfeld at all? No, 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 no absolutely reason? not. Oh, that's a shame. That's a real shame that it hasn't worked out that way. At Colton Cowser on Instagram, of course, is how you follow him. NorfolkTides.com to see everything they've got coming up. Uh, dude, I don't know what else there is to say other than keep killing it, man. Uh, always appreciate you taking the time for us. Can't wait to see you up here, which I imagine is going to be sooner than later. Really appreciate it, and, and, and congratulations, and just an awesome start to your season, dude. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you all having me. Um, and uh, you all have a good one. You as well. Colton Kowser with us here on GCR, one of the Orioles' top prospects, of course, from the Norfolk Tides. And again, NorfolkTides.com is the website to find out more about what they have coming up here in Norfolk in the coming weeks. 
you, you know, how much do you know about? The, I know you're a, the resident Star Wars guy. What's tell me what the I because I, I Razor Crest is the uh, the I, Mandalorian. I'm admittedly just making it up. Like, the, oh I'm, yeah, the Razor Crest. Right? It is the Mandalorian's uh, ship. Oh okay. Yes. Right. So it's pretty cool. It's uh, I looked it up. Yeah. I mean, it looks. Yeah, it's what he's been flying. I mean, now he's got a new ship actually in the new season. Oh. Um, but that's the that was like the original one from the first couple seasons, which was pretty cool. It does um, look cool. It's yeah. it's obviously it's not different because the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon is like wide. Right, it right. does look like it's a little smaller than uh the uh the Millennium Falcon. So I don't know. It still looks pretty cool. Yeah, it it's, does. It looks sick. It still yeah, looks pretty uh, cool. I mean, and now I'm jealous. Like I feel like, man, I'm have you ever out. have you ever built built one of these things? No, I haven't. I mean, because I haven't really done Legos since I was like I don't know, like ten or maybe twelve or something. I feel like, like despite the fact that my sons are eight, they could do this. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, my my older son is eight. It blows me away the things that he is capable of when he's doing like Legos. It's nuts to me the types of things that he comes up with. All right, um, we're gonna grab a break. Try uh, to figure out what's yeah, going on. Sure. You yes. want to do that? Yes. Well, I mean, it's up to you. You're the producer. I said, I, yeah. You're saying you're mm-hmm. saying take a break. Yes. Okay. Never know. We you do never know that. in these situations because the moment that I go to break is the moment that phone's gonna ring, and then it's gonna be awkward for Griffin because he's gonna. You know, we were talking recently about him padding. <laughs> so uh, we can come on. We can talk about how your name is Brett. We can talk about how also your last name is Phillips. And, and you play uh, baseball. You're a baseball player with the uh, Angels, and you used to be with the Orioles. And uh, remember when you were with the Rays and you had that hit in the World Series? You know, we can talk about those things, right, when we come back in? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right, we still got about you know three minutes here in a break. <laughs> Poor Griffin. It's going to bring right back all that nervous energy if I do this. But we'll do it anyway, as we're scheduled to be joined by Brett Phillips. You, there, was, there was some hullabaloo because there was a scheduling yes. conflict that, as it turns out, might not have been a conflict at all. In hindsight, all of the effort that we put in this morning in order to make sure that things fell together might not have been necessary. Uh, Brett Phillips, uh, former Oriole, now with the Angels, he's scheduled to join us next as we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson looks at the pipeline of talent still to come for the Orioles. Diving in on last year's number one pick, Jackson Holiday, and other top prospects like Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kobe Mayo, and more. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles Orioles pitcher Kyle Gibson. And Bo Smolka breaks down what progress would mean for the team's 2022 draft picks in their second pro season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farms stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The All-America Senior Game powered by New Balance will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. 
Costasin has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge. 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR. Continue to uh, move along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Continue to get me your responses, I guess, as we await what we believe Brett Phillips is going to be joining us this morning. Maybe we get our own responses in for Would You Rather Wednesday today. Uh, by the way, if you missed Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, and Luke Jackson on Monday. Now, every Monday, that trio getting together, 6 o'clock on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Sports. And if you miss it live, you'll be able to catch it the next day, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. All right, uh, let's respond. Would you rather Wednesday? Numero uno, would you rather Grayson goes ahead and pitches this weekend or... You say, "How about a nice IL stint?" This was this was and the then toughest you allow one. DL Hall to come up and make a couple of starts. Yeah, this is the toughest one, because um, I I mean Drew was making good points. Like, yeah, I mean it's eight starts. You could very easily give him the next two, and then you got a nice ten start, you know, thing to look at here. And if he you know stinks it up again in, in I guess at least one of the next two, then it's pretty obvious that you that you know if you when he's on an innings limit already. Um, but I mean, I'm leaning to you know stopping it now, like because I mean he he clearly on Monday it was very evident that he didn't really have command of anything, um and then and when he did it was gonna be right over the plate and it was gonna be hit 480 feet, mm-hmm. um so it, I mean I think if 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 it were up to me I think yeah I'd pull the I'd pull it right now I mean you have Cole Irvin's been good I mean obviously you're saying DL Hall but you right. know Cole Irvin's been good I mean I did DL that Hall part also for, is, I I get that I think good. internally so they, they might want they might yeah. want to say hey let's go back to Irvin before they would do pull the trigger on Hall I thought Hall would be more enticing for Orioles fans mm-hmm. to say hey let's get the and again that also goes back to the my thought that at some point you need to get an answer on DL Hall and figure out exactly what he is, and continuing to have him make starts at AAA is doing nothing for you, particularly if they're successful starts. Like, what? How does that help you in any way? At some point, you need an answer on what DL Hall can do. What can DL do for you as you try to make the playoffs and move on? So again, every time I have this because con- I know we did this a couple weeks ago with Dr- Dean Kramer, it's a very similar conversation. It's half of it is about the current pitcher. The other half of it, to me, is about the value of you've got to fire the bullet at some point when it comes to D.L. Hall and see if it hits the target. Because you've got... I I don't know what you think you're benefiting from D.L. Hall making more starts at AAA. At some point, you've got to fire that bullet. 
you brought up Logan Gillespie. And I get it. It's a different conversation because you were just going to send Logan Gillespie right back down. But to the point, you still also have options with D.L. Hall. If you bring him up and put him in the bullpen and he struggles, you can still send him right back down. I, I don't. I, I think at some point, either D.L. Hall's got to be able to prove he can help as a starter at the major league level, or you've got to go ahead and make that transition and get him into the bullpen and try to have him help you there. I don't think it's benefiting you any longer to have him throw innings down there, and so that's what makes this conflicting. If the question alone was, should Grayson Rodriguez make his next start, yes or no, I'd probably be inclined to agree with what Drew's saying. Okay, let, let him go ahead and make his next start. If you let Dean Kramer pitch as long as you let Dean Kramer pitch, and I get it, you had the benefit of knowing that Dean Kramer had pitched well last season, so you knew that he could do it at the major league level, you know, why why not ride it out one or two more starts with Grayson Rodriguez, who we have seen in stints pitch really well. But if the answer is we're not sending Grayson Rodriguez down, we're not demoting him, we're simply doing something that we need to do at some point this season anyway, which is skip a start. In this case, a couple of starts. Let him reset. Let's talk through whatever it is that's going on. Allow him to make a rehab appearance, which again would be one inning in Norfolk. And then try this all over again. The worst case scenario is that we're having a conversation in a few weeks where, well, now this is awkward. Everybody's pitching well. Whose spot is is Grayson Rodriguez taking when he comes back? And that, of course, is what we like to call a good problem to have. And then you maybe try to work out a six-man rotation of some yeah. sort, um, which, again, can benefit Grayson Grayson in the innings spot with Grayson. And, you know, maybe you are soft-pedaling Grayson. Maybe you're getting back to that thought of a piggyback, piggyback starter, whatever it is. But it's giving you a bit of a reset that also gives you your first taste of what can D.L. Hall do. A couple people have brought up in their responses, do you really expect the results to be better for D.L. Hall pitching in Toronto, pitching against the Rangers? And it's fair, right? Like, it's a fair question of how much better are you maybe creating just another problem the same problem with a different guy where dl hall comes up and he's good in moments but not consistently good and now you feel like you have two half pitchers well maybe the answer becomes you do have two half pitchers and they effectively work as one pitcher by each pitching three innings and piggybacking off of each other for the rest of the season like that doesn't smell like a terrible idea to me I am, as you guys know, and we're having a conversation about uh, in, on the Twitter scheme, I just don't think about this the same way that some people do when it comes to how you use pitchers. I am willing to consider other options. Although I admit that Ben Verlander sold me on the you don't... You in the fourth inning? No, no, no. He oh. sold me on the don't flip-flop Batista and Cano thing. Like, oh, he sold yeah. me on... Because I was willing to consider, like, hey, some nights a certain part of the lineup is coming up. Just put... Batista in in the eighth inning if he's better against those. He sold me on the idea that once you're the ninth inning guy, you don't handle it well if you're not the ninth inning guy. That you have to lose that job definitively. And so he sold me on the, it's got to be Batista in the ninth inning. But reiterated what was my belief was that otherwise you use these guys whenever the situation calls for them. And if that's the answer on D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez, they're both good three-inning pitchers, then use them that way until one of them proves that they can do more than that, right? Until Or an injury situation creates it so that you have to figure out if one of them can do more than that. 
Um, but I'm I'm inclined to say that that would be to me at the moment the more desirable of the two options to send Grayson to, to the no, IL just or. to give him a, an IL stint. Yeah. Again, that's part of the problem. Like, is he on board with that? Is he willing to say the right things? And ah, man, I you know I was dealing with some tight muscles and I didn't even recognize it. Whatever it was. But I think it's there is benefit for all parties involved. And then who knows? Maybe this is just uh, you know it's going to be the Dean Kramer all over, and we just needed to talk about it. And then right. And be as the best soon as we have planet. that conversation, yeah. he makes as soon as that somebody can turn around and say, "Bone, don't you feel stupid for suggesting he shouldn't make his next start?" As soon as that happens, maybe we just keep doing this every time a starter is struggling. You and I can solve the problem. All right, uh, number two. Uh, would you rather you bet on? Um, Bet on uh, the the Warriors or yes. the Spurs. Sorry, I, to me. Sorry, I should tell you. Unfortunately, Brett Phillips yeah. is not yeah. going to be able to join us this morning. I don't know what the story is. I hope I didn't jinx him by <laughs> suggesting he was getting you know DFA. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Um, I do. I swear to God, we have had. I, there was one that was really uncomfortable. Somebody was supposed to join us. Oh man. And, and well, remember we had the Mike Greenberg thing a few weeks ago. Oh right. And we had yeah. no idea the dude was yeah. in like the hospital. Yeah. The terrible. Like, he was legitimately going through a medical emergency, and we're like, I don't know what happened to Mike Greenberg today. Kind of bailed on us. <laughs> and he calls us later. He's like, sorry, I was in the doctor's office, and I still didn't know until that weekend. Yeah. Like, I'm looking on Twitter, and they're, like, talking about how he hadn't been on a show all week and because I, I don't watch the show. I just had no idea, and then I felt like a jerk. Actually, that's pretty on, really on you as a producer, I think. For the More than it is on anybody else. You're right. But we've had other moments like that over the years where, like, we had something scheduled for the show, and then it was... It didn't happen for one reason or another. And I was almost worried, like, what if Calgary gets called up today? And then uh, those types of scenarios have occurred. I'm yeah. telling you, like, there have we've gotten there have been awkward phone calls, and like the awkward, we can't tell you what it is. We just, unfortunately, this person's not going to be able to make it. I hope everything's all right with Brett Phillips. Yeah. I hope everything's okay. Uh, the Angels apologize. He's not going to be able to join us. Today. Ask for somebody else. Somebody else, uh, big time. Yeah, right. Say, well, okay, okay. Well, uh, give us Otani. Trial. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah, that's, I tell you how you can make it up to it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put Mike Trout on the phone right now. Right now. And you can make it up to us. All right. Um, yes. Warriors with a core group or Spurs in the next seven years? I think it's all, it, It's too easy to Spurs. Are the Spurs? I, 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 think, I, think, I think you guys are dopes. Undoubted. Really? I think you guys are biting. I, it almost sounds like Draymond's halfway out the door. I, I understand that. How is that going to hurt them? <laughs> Tell when me. you say core, what is the core? You're saying Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Like Steph. even one of them is gone, but the other two are yeah. still there. That still counts as the core, right? Like, okay, fine. Like, I was I was kind of including Draymond, I guess. Oh no, it doesn't my, have to be all three idea. of them that were there. But like if Steph, I would even Kevon say Kevon Looney as, has to be stick around. Yes, correct. <laughs> the, the the core of the Warriors' dominance. I get that. Again, it's been overwhelming. Obviously, it's tilted towards the Spurs. I get that, and I understand the thought process, but. I think we're also skipping a lot of steps ahead. In how many years until LeBron won his first title in a Miami? Uh, so that was 2011, right? So he's drafted in 04. Yeah. So seven, six, so, so seven or eight seasons. And again, that required him to go pair up with other superstars in another city. He didn't win a title in Cleveland until 10 years in. It just... The Spurs. Wait, Eleven years in. How many? My God. What? Oh, in Cleveland. Yeah, Jesus Cleveland Christ. was twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, twelve years in. Now again, the win in the NBA. I'm, I understand, but that's sort of my point, yeah. right? 
I kept trying to figure out a way to do a, a Victor Wembanyama related would you rather today and I was like what if the the Bucks came to you and said straight up we'll give you Giannis for Wembanyama mm-hmm. and I realized like everybody was going to go to Wembanyama like it's just we've all been sold this ma- these magic beans this is the greatest player in the history of Woj, basketball. Yeah, Woj, uh, Woj said he was like, this is the greatest prospect in the history of team sports. Uh, this, or this may be the greatest prospect in the history uh, of to, team sports. To be Woj. fair, w- there, there's no context for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's insane. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like, I get it. I understand what you're saying. He's an outstanding prospect. No question about it. But LeBron James was the greatest player in basketball history, and LeBron James didn't win a title. By the way, it was 03. He didn't win a title for... For, for God's sakes, for nine years into his career and didn't win a title with a team that drafted him until, 15, Jesus Christ, 13 almost, years yeah. into his career. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player in history and didn't he win didn't a title win. until... His eighth? Oh, it was longer than eighth, wasn't it? He was drafted in 90, 84. 84, 92. So, yeah, I guess it was his eighth eighth or ninth season. Yeah, and The NBA always is confusing. Yeah, they I know, the right? They, they did, did both seasons. years. Um why baseball's the best. Wait, but I did that math wrong. Year. He was 91, so I guess it was his eighth. 91, so 91 was his season first. into the he won it in 92. No, I think he won. It was 91, 92, 93. Then he took two years off. 96, 97, 98, right? Y- Wasn't yes. that the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 96, 97, 98, yeah. Don't I have that math right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm getting old. It's diff- getting so more and more difficult. Four and five, yeah. I, mean, it's, I believe that's the case. So but one, two, and three. The point is, it, you, these things don't come quickly. It just doesn't work that way. Uh... Yeah, 91. 80, yeah, 84 dr- draft. 91 was the first title. So that would have been 85, 6, 7, 8, 9, 90, 91. Seventh season. So he technically, for what it's worth, technically would have. LeBron. Well, but he would have fit into this seven year window that yeah. I've created for Wembenyama, right? Um, but it did require them taking steps along the way and finding a Scottie Pippen. And yes, the Spurs have more, p- more picks in order to find other good players. But. Some of those are pick protected, so if they are high picks, they're not going to you know, turn into superstar players necessarily. Although, again, you'd point out, well, they found Kawhi Leonard a little bit deeper in the draft too, and so they can find superstars without having a top pick. I, I guess my point would just be, I, I would still argue that the team that's close is still probably the better bet than the team that we only know one piece of the puzzle. I, that's not fair. So we're like if, we got our, our, so part of it is are we projecting is the that bet, Greg Popovich is going to stay the entire yeah exactly. Time. I mean that's kind of my other thing. I mean the we, the Spurs have shown they they have done this before and they did the other the only other two first round picks in the history of the Spurs David Robinson Popovich and is Tim Duncan seventy four years old man that's really tough like I I get we're all there's there's part of it's like really you're giving Greg Popovich Victor Wembanyama like he's <laughs> definitely going to figure that out I get that that's part of what we're doing and he surrounded Duncan and Robinson you know with Tony Parker Ginobili seventy four years old he's seventy four. I don't. I, there's, there's, they've still been a great run organization, and I, 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 I think Popovich has left his mark on the organization, even if he leaves in the next two or three I, seasons. I, yeah, that doesn't do anything for me. That does zero for me. The idea that like whoever that would be, whoever the next person is, and Bruce Bowen. I don't even know who the next. Who's on the? Who else is on the? Because uh, people thought it was Becky Hammond yeah. once upon a time. I think after what happened this week. That basically slams the door on Becky Hammond being the one to replace Greg Popovich. I, I don't, I've always thought it was a long shot to begin with, but I think that basically yeah, wraps Brett Brown. it up. Oh, Brett Brown, yeah, of Brett course. Matt Nielsen. Yeah, I don't even know. 
Yeah, I don't know. The, the, not names a, that are sticking out. I thought there out. was a former player. Maybe Tim Duncan was, comes back and coaches. Right, comes back to coach. or Again, or one of these other guys. I, yeah, Manu would be cool. Amano would be cool. I don't disagree with that. Or Tony Parker because right. there's the French connection, right? They should make a movie about that. Um, I get it. I understand why everybody's so. So it's essentially will when you say that, so you, the core you're saying is Kerr, Curry, and Clay. It's some group of that. If okay. Draymond sticks around to be a part of it, great. If not, whatever. Okay. Some some group. I, of, I mean, I don't think. Just those three. I mean, obviously, if Kevin Dur- uh, Kevin Durant or a you know Kevin Durant like player but comes and joins, obviously that changes a lot of things. They won the title a year ago. Yeah, like you're acting they, like that. That's what it required. I understand. They limped along this season. I, they limped along last year and still won the title. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green didn't do much. Steph Curry carried them to a title, and I get it. He's getting older, and that's part of the 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 the, the calculus of all of this. Part of it would have to be that Jordan Poole figures out who the F Jordan Poole is. There's no question that... Some nights he's Steph Curry. <laughs> that he's got to be a more consistent basketball player because that was part of how they were able to win the title the year before. I understand the simple concept of it doesn't seem good for the Warriors right now, but they're also one more player away from still having Steph Curry and being able to ask less of Klay Thompson moving forward. It does not take much for someone to say, you know, I'd really like to win a title. I could go out there to Golden State and help them out for a year. Say that about San Antonio, too. No, they're very far away from winning a title, Griffin. They want to play with Wembenyama. I understand that, but they're very far away Shaq from winning a title. Shaq would play LeBron. I, thank you. That's a great point. That did happen. They didn't win a title. They didn't win a title. That didn't happen. Um, he I mean, yeah, those Cavalier teams that they surround. I mean, you... you I don't know. You expect them to hit on their draft. I mean, like as you mentioned, they have what you said. They have six first round. They have draft as picks. many as six. They're not guaranteed to get okay. all of them because they're okay. pick protected. But they have as many as six first round picks over the next two years. And yes, I get it. It's why you do the math and you think that they can build something. But you're skipping ahead. I'm not saying it's a terrible bet. I just don't think that it's the smarter bet to make of the two because there are too many unknowns involved. Whereas the Warriors, you're starting with the foundation of a playoff team that was a win away from being in the Western Conference Finals this year. Like, that's a decent foundation to begin with. And the idea that they're just all going to give up. Two wins away. Right, because they lost in Game yeah. 6. Sorry, thank you. They did lose in Game, game six. 6. Game 6 Clay dead. So. That's right. You know, game 6 Clay might be dead at this point. Um, but no, I that's that's a better foundation for which to make a bet and the thought that they're all just going to give up, they're all just going to pack it in, like, nah, whatever, we had our run, it's over now, instead of turning around and saying, well, while we still have Steph Curry, maybe we attempt to do something, land one more guy, one more fortifying player that could help us make one more push for a title. I'm not saying they will, but I think that we are being reckless in how we're assuming that it's a wildly better bet just because, first of all, Wembenyama's got to be the guy that everybody says he's going to be. And I get it, the math, you know... At this point, it would be a wild disappointment, but let's not pretend like there haven't been a lot of disappointments over the years. When, when Zion, Benyama, Zion's been a disappointment so far. Zion's been a drastic yeah. disappointment to this point. I mean, like, it's not the only one. Greg Oden was going to be a superstar. Darko, only four. Darko Milicic, you know, like, yeah. the, the list only goes on. Only four number one picks of one right. with their team. That's, that's Kwame Brown looking. <laughs> now, I get it. None of those guys are talked about, like, when Binyama's being discussed as far as being a prospect. And I see the same guy. He's an alien. I've watched. It's nuts. 
There is no world in which a dude that size should be able to do the things that this kid is capable of doing. I understand why we are losing our mind about Victor Wembanyama. He's a, in, in, in thought, a better version of Kevin Durant. Right? Mm. Like, in, in thought. Which in is crazy. The- Which in is theory, he's that skill set, but he's smoother. Which is absolutely insane. But remember, Kevin Durant didn't win a title with the team that drafted him. Kevin Durant only won titles. Well, no one did. No one won with the Sonics, I don't think. Uh, Well, the Sonics became the Thunder, yeah. Nobody did. Uh, No, I mean, years upon years ago. Didn't the Lenny Wilkins? No. Where did Lenny Wilkins? Did the Sonics ever win a title? Actually, maybe they didn't win a title ever. Lenny Wilkins definitely won a title. Yeah, the Thunder definitely never won a title. Lenny Wilkins, I, I think of Lenny Wilkins as a guy that won a title, but I don't... Oh, they did win in 79. There you go. Okay. I okay. was all over it. Yeah. I was all over it. Yes, I don't think Kevin Durant was part of that team. <laughs> At that point, either was Sean Kemp or Gary Payton. He's I don't, not alive. I could not tell you who was on the 79 Sonics team. I don't know who their big stars were in 79. Um, I don't know how we got here. Wembenyama. Wembenyama. So, yeah, you. Spurs are going to win before the, the I, Dubs. I think, I think really? that I would have to make the bet on uh, Golden State just because of the foundation that they come back with. And they beat the Bullets. What's that? that? The Sonics beat the Bullets that year. Um, wow, that's right. They did. They were the Washington Bullets. What year? So the Bullets won the title in 78 then? Because mm-hmm. they won one title after they moved to Washington. And I don't remember what year... It might have been 78. Whatever. What, what, how, how are we doing this to ourselves? I blame you. I blame Brett Phillips, really, is who I blame in this. All right, you can do yeah, one thing. they did thing. win 78. 78, all right. Uh, you can do one thing to rewrite baseball history. Either you can make it so that Chris Davis retired after the 2016 season, or you can make it so that Zach Hempel. God, I said, said his, his name. name. Damn it. Piss. I didn't want to use his name. The douchebag that catches the home runs that caught Cedric Mullins' home run the other night. So that that guy... Never picked up a baseball glove and never existed in our consciousness. I I want to say, I mean, like, because Davis retiring at 16 that really doesn't change anything. The Orioles were going to suck no matter what after, you know, heading into 17, 18, and 19. Mm, I think. Say that. If uh, the money. Like, that would have changed their approach the, to the, spending money. The question becomes if the money is off the books, are they more inclined to try to make a push for Manny Machado? If, you know. Like, it, didn't it seem like their mind was almost kind of made up at that point in 16 that Manny I, was not? I, I think the awkwardness of the organizational situation, that's the bigger issue, is was anything ever going to overcome that? Like, was, was anything ever going to overcome that Dan Duquette wanted out, that they didn't appear to be committed, or could it have been? Like, I, I think in hindsight, the question is, if they had won in 17, would that have changed something? Like, did the 17, the results of the 17 season ultimately set everything into motion that it wasn't going to work in Baltimore. It's so impossible to know because all of it is so awkward. It's the awkwardness of the transition between Peter Angelos and John Angelos and who was making the decisions and every layer of it is uncomfortable to try to figure out. So I, yeah. I, when you say it, I understand why you say it. I just don't know that with certainty. Yeah. Um. And also, I mean, because I do like Chris Davis. So like, you know, it would be a nice kind of kind of better better way to put him out to the pasture. I certainly guess. Certainly would have been. So certainly, he would have been a beloved figure. Yes. He could have come back. He could have waved his little cap. He could have, you know, 
We, um, it would have been awkward that he. Re- we would have been like, "What the hell? Why did you retire? Like, you I have mean, so much left." The, the the Hample guy is wild. I mean, so like I saw him when because I was I was leaving in the ninth inning. Um, I was waiting to see. I was waiting for Otani's uh his last at bat mm-hmm. to see you know if something happened. Um and because uh, well he needed the double. And uh, so I was like standing on the flag court, and there he was. He was like, he had his phone out, taking a video. Uh, he was like, "Oh, Tony's up, you know, for, he, try he's one hit shy of the cycle." Um, it was, I mean, because I didn't know he caught the Mullins ball uh, until like after, until after I left the game, or until actually, because I ran to my friend as I was leaving, mm-hmm. who I didn't know was at the game, and he was like, "Yeah, he's, he's like, he caught the Mullins ball." I was like, "What?" So he I mean, he's got the shirt on, it says "Hit it here." He's, I mean. He's interesting. He no, is, he's not. He's, he's that's. I disagree completely with that. He's not interesting. It's that's the that's it's like a car accident though. I mean, no, no, that's what makes it so sad. He's not interesting. He doesn't do anything. He's an not. He's a fart. He's a pimple on the ass of baseball. We've gotten less interesting. We have dumbed ourselves down to make it believe that he's interesting. He should have just been an anomaly. Like, uh, oh, right, that guy. And no one should have ever cared. But we paid this D-bag so much attention that he turned it into a look-at-me type of thing wherever he goes anywhere, and he thinks he's part of the show, and he thinks he's important, and he thinks he matters, and this is the... I know I'm an old man yelling at a cloud. I understand that. I accept it. But this is the downfall, that the people that do things that matter don't matter. And this idiot is someone that gets attention and has a huge social media following and has been able to make a career out of something that is in no way a skill. Yeah. Um, I, my answer is going to be Davis. Uh, just, you know, so he can have a cleaner career. Uh, and then, you know, maybe it does change the organiz- org- organizational philosophy about paying Manny, paying the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Davis as as as, think, as, as horrible as this guy is. I, I mean, it doesn't really affect us. I think us, the best know? argument for. Nor does Chris Davis, I guess, affect us. Yeah. I think the best argument. By the, by the way, the best argument is we hate this guy, so let's make him go away, right? Like, that's the best argument. But then the next best argument I've gotten from a few people is it's the butterfly effect thing, right? Like, we feel pretty good about where things are now so why mess with anything yeah like at the moment if you had asked this question in 2020 well then obviously but at the moment we're like as painful as it was we're okay with where we're headed and if chris davis retiring had thrown off like if that had been you don't get adley rutschman you don't you know like that there's this drastic butterfly effect because of it who knows where the Orioles would be at the moment and so I get that argument for adding that to I don't like that dude makes it easier to say may that guy never pick up a glove and may we all just understand that catching a ball at a baseball game is not a skill of any sort it's just some lucky moment that occurs and you find a kid and you give the ball to a kid Unless it's some sort of ball, we all understand. If it's a, a if it's Aaron Judge's home run ball, you, throw it you back. don't do that. No, you throw it back. Right. Just like the guy that threw back Otani's ball. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell of a throw, by the oh way. Oh my gosh. Hell well, because what? Who, I guess it was Wallach's homer that that someone threw back, and it was like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and then Otani's was thrown back. I think it was Andy Koska did. Uh, he like he 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 found the guy and oh, like, really? did a quick. Uh, the built banner did a quick. Uh, oh, that's cool. A quick. A little. Uh, that's a good. I, piece I, on, piece I, think on I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, did I see that there was a baseball game somewhere where somebody threw a ball out of the upper deck? Really? Back to the field. That is. That's a bit more terrifying, man. <laughs> like. Throw that. 
Yeah, you gotta get that to second base. Probably that, that can throw cause, him out at home. That can cause some damage if you end up. Uh, but anyway, well, my friend was telling me he was like, because he he saw uh, Hample catch the Mullins ball, so he like, he was like showing me he did it like you know a little step back, and then like you know stepped in and then stepped back and somehow caught it. Like it's he's turned it into cool. A skill. He's turned it into a skill. No, he hasn't. It's not a skill. He's just a guy standing there. He's coming with com- balls. That's fine. It's an anomaly. He's fighting against I'm no one. To defend him. I'm not trying to defend him at all. It's God, he is the worst. The absolute pits. So you're oh. getting rid of him. Yes. Okay. A thousand times. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio, and you could win a free t shirt of your choosing from Birdland Sports. Print issue of Press Box is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all. PressBoxOnline.com. Jackson Holiday is part of that pipeline that still exists despite the first group of guys getting here. There's still a lot more to come for the Orioles in the coming years, and it's all recognized inside this issue. And then in concert with that issue, we are hooking somebody up. Great prize. Awesome prize. Four tickets to all of the area minor league baseball teams, plus an easy pass Maryland on-the-go transponder preloaded with $25, plus... But wait, there's more. A $50 Royal Farms gas card to help you get around. But you got to go to pressboxonline.com slash contests. In order to sign up, you must be 18 or older, and the contest ends on June 14th. Tidbit brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. You see the Browns signed uh, Chris Westry yesterday? I did not. Mm. Okay. Disappointing. <laughs> Bring back Westry. I, I guess. Now he's going to give out all the intel. Sure. that's It's, it's going to be the difference. Jokic. Chris, Chris Westry being a Brown. Jokic so. became the first player in NBA postseason history with a 30-point triple-double and 70% shooting in consecutive games after his performance last night. Um, he also, or Davis and Jokic, also became the third pair of opposing starting centers to each have 30 points in a playoff game. Uh, do you think you can try to name the other? Say it one more time. The other two duos. They're, so they're opposing, c- centers opposing centers with 30 points in a playoff game. I'm going to guess Shaq was part of one of them. He was part of one was of them. It, they both happened in 1995. Shaq and Hakeem. Are there any more that involve Shaq? Uh, no. Hakeem, Did, Hakeem is actually in both. Hakeem. I, I don't know why I gave one. you that. Um, well, I might have asked that question next. Yeah. Hakeem and Patrick Ewing. Not Patrick Ewing. I guess because he did Patrick Ewing play in the no he played missed the finals with um, the Spurs if I remember correctly. David Robinson. David Robinson. Yes, in the finals. So those were I think back to back series. Hakeem and Shaq in '95, and then Hakeem and David Robinson in the finals in '95. Well, why no? Hakeem and Shaq would have been in the finals. David Robinson and Hakeem both played in the Western Conference. What team was Hakeem on? Hakeem was on the Rockets. Oh. What team did you think he was on? It doesn't matter. Oh no. Oh, no. I was on the Hawks. <laughs> he did end up somewhere. Did he end up at Toronto at the end of his career? There was a late career cameo for Hakeem Olajuwon somewhere that we've all forgotten about. If we did the Patrick Stevens game with NBA players, we would be like, really? He was there? I want to say it was Toronto. You are correct, Toronto. Is there anywhere else? Just uh, Toronto? Nope, just okay. Toronto. Yeah. 
84 to 2001 with the Rockets. Yeah, yep. I mean, 2001's two season. Yep. Made that cameo in Toronto. Weird, weird bit. All right. Uh, w- is that? Uh, I did have more. The Pistons, okay. uh, they, they received the fifth pick in the 2023 NBA draft lottery last night. Despite so having is, the worst record. Yeah, despite having the worst record. So that is five straight seasons now where the team with the worst record mm. has not gotten the first overall That's pick. sort of what uh, the NBA tried to do when they is. made it, it. They made the odds a little bit more difficult. That because they're exactly coincides with 2019 when they yep. introduced the new format. They're trying so. to, to prevent Rigged? you from... Well, no, I think it's the exact. It, they're trying to say don't tank. You're t- you're not going to be rewarded for tanking. Like you might have it work out, but we are making it so that there is not nearly as much of an advantage because we want you to keep trying to play basketball games and win. And I under look, man. I talked about this when baseball said they wanted to do it. I was like, hey, that's uh, that feels a little personal because the Orioles are right in the midst of their. Tank, now do it. Come on. You know, <laughs> play badly for Adley, um, badly regime. For Adley. But, like, I get it. I understand why professional sports are saying we don't want there to be rewards for being bad. The concept was the bad teams get better until the teams figured out, right, so there's a benefit to being bad. We should try to be bad. And then you say, all right, we don't want that either. Spurs perfected it, apparently. I guess. I guess they did. Just bad enough. Just bad enough. Well, I mean, I was stunned. I thought they were going to win ten games this year. I thought the Spurs were going to be the worst team in basketball history. I'm surprised they weren't the worst team. How many? Like, how many I, wins I, did going they finish? into last night? I still how many, thought they were. How many, that, how many they wins like did they finish? Twenty. I think I bet the under on twenty-two, if I remember correctly. I was like, "That's an insanely no, not low number," and I'm going to bet the under anyway. I don't remember. Whatever. Spurs had twenty-two wins. 20, exactly twenty-two, 22 wins. I got to figure 60. out what the number is. Hang on a second. I got to okay. see if I nailed okay. this. I obviously missed my Keegan Murray rookie of the year. That one, had 17 wins. that one did not go well for me. Um, I got to figure out what the number was that I said for the Spurs. Go ahead. Anyway. Okay. Uh, also, so the Rays continue to mash the baseball. Isaac Paredes and Jose Siri both homered last night, so they both reach five home runs on the year. Paredes had homered twice, so he has six on the year. Okay. Um, and the Rays who's, now have— Who's not the Paredes that may or may no, not be playing in Frederick. No, That's a yeah, different, different Paredes, Paredes altogether. Uh, you ever the, get the bottom of that situation? <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, no. I want you to get no. on that. I, I want you to get on that. What's yes. going on with Starlin Castro and Jimmy Paredes? What the hell happened there? Uh, the Rays now have 10 different players with at least five home runs on this season. Ten different players with at least five home runs on this season. They are the only team in MLB history to have 10 different players with five homers before playing 50 games in a season. They reached that mark just 43 games in. Say, wait, say that one more time. The only team in MLB history to ever have to reach 10 different players with five home runs on the season okay, right. in the first 50 se- before playing 50 games. I bet under 22 and a half wins. Bam! Did it pay out yet? I, I assume so. I got to go check. You just don't know. Yeah, I didn't bother. <laughs> it was, just it was months ago. Literally bet. I remember my Aaron Judge MVP win. bet that I made in June. Well, go back mm-hmm. and find the stuff. I bet. Uh, I bet the Colorado. Oh, no, this is in print. This was in the print issue of Press Box. Oh, I okay. said. I said bet under twenty two and a half wins. On, on New Year's Eve, I bet the uh, Colorado Buffaloes football team to get over four and a half wins. With under in their was, first season what, with Dion. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So eh. just because I don't know, my friend and I were looking at, we're like, it's Dion, right? Like, I mean, he's gonna. Pac twelve. We're looking at their schedule. Like it's right. a tough schedule, but it was like. But you say that like who's gonna be good in the Pac twelve besides yeah. USC and Oregon? Who's definitely gonna be good? I guess Utah was good last year. Yeah, okay, so. yeah, Utah probably. Probably Utah. Yeah. I mean, right. also the Pac-12 is weird, so it could be, you know. I, I don't, 
But yeah, I mean, it's Dion. Like, he Eh, he figures it out. All right, right, this one came from the broadcast last night. Yannir Cano, 16 uh, appearances now without allowing a run or a walk to start this season. So most consecutive appearances to begin a season. No runs, no walks. He has the third most all-time. The broadcast gave out the top six here. You should be able to get I'm assuming these are all relievers. Yes, yeah, they're all relievers. Greg Olson. Not Greg Olson. Zach Britton. Not Zach Britton. Not not uh sorry, not Orioles all time. Oh all time. anyone yes, all time. Anyone all time. So he is third all time with sixteen appearances. To Number start, one is nineteen. To start a season. To start, or a, start a season. To start a season. Nineteen um, appearances. Mariana Rivera. Rivera is on the list. He had fourteen straight appearances. No runs, no walks in two thousand eight. Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman in two thousand nine also had fourteen straight consecutive appearances to start the season. No runs or no walks. Lee Smith. Not Lee Smith. Bruce Souter. Not Bruce Souter. Goose Gossage. Not Goose. Billy Wagner. Not Billy Wagner. Okay. Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley with the Oakland Athletics. Also had 14 in 1990. 1990. Raleigh Fingers. Not Raleigh. A Roldis Chapman. Not a Roldis Chapman. So this was a Toronto reliever in 2001. Had 17. Yeah, I, I didn't remember. Dwayne Ward. Not Dwayne Ward. one. Paul Quantrill. Yeah. Paul Quantrill. I, I guess Cal Quantrill the yeah, other day. Yeah. <laughs> Number one on this list with 19 consecutive appearances to open the season in 2019. In 2019. For the—they won the World Series that year. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. They lost the World Series. Jansen? Not Jansen. Who lost? Wait a second. Now i got to remember who yeah. lost the— The they Dodgers The, the Dodgers lost. No, the, the, uh, the Nats beat the— Oh, the Astros. Yeah, they right. beat the Astros. Oh, God. Who's their closer? Why do I not remember who the Astros closer was in 2019? He's still the closer. Oh my god! <laughs> guess, guess we'll just sit here. Hang on a sec. Got to make you know this. <laughs> Why do I not remember this? Um. Uh. Oh god. Um. He had a rough start to this season. Osuna? Not Osuna. Roberto Osuna. He was maybe he started 2019 as the closer. I guess which. And Osuna did, but uh, he. I mean, he's the current closer. And I, Presley, Ryan okay. Presley, Ryan right. Presley. Nineteen consecutive okay. appearances to open the season in 2019. That is the most all time, uh, with no runs or no walks. All right, very so, good. Can you know, chasing history? Pretty impressive. Pretty. Next impressive. on the list to catch Paul Quantrill. All right, uh, Tubular is brought to you by AJ Michaels, expert and award-winning AJ Michaels heating, AC, plumbing, and home performance. All of them in one. It's one call handles it all. Will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. AC season is here. New rebates and discounts are available. More at AJMichaels.com. Orioles, Angels, game three of the four game set. Kyle Bradish, who came up through the Angels system on the mound tonight against Griffin Canning, 6 30 uh, on Masson 2. How do we get Bradish? He was in the, he started with the Angels. He was in the Was, was he in one of the Bradish? not Bundy or Might have been. Might Who else did we train to the Angels? There were a cu- I feel like there were a couple of like yeah. smaller dude. I this is the I used to be able to tell you this stuff right off the top of my head. He was in the Dylan Bundy trade, exactly okay. right. Mm-hmm. Isaac no. Matson, Kyle Burnovich, and Zach Peak were the others oh, involved in that trade. And yes. Darth he's Darth Bundy. Vader, right? That's what the or the, what do they call Oh him? right, yeah. yeah, yeah. They call Zach. He got Tommy John last year. Um yeah, tonight's six thirty. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals at eight thirty on TNT for the Heat and Celtics. Find the rest of the baseball at Glenclarkradio.com. DC United, Philadelphia Union tonight, seven thirty on Fox Sports One. 
the other leg of the Champions League final will be set this afternoon, 3 o'clock on CBS for leg two of the semifinal between Man City and Real Madrid. TBS for AW Dynamite tonight as well. Couple Nons. things, yes. yeah. A couple things. Farmer wants a wife. Season one finale uh, that is on important. Fox. Uh, yeah. New episode of Dave. Uh, new episode of Ted Lasso. Obviously on Paramount Plus, they are starting. It's essentially it doesn't does not look good. It is it's essentially keeping up with the Kardashians, but with the Stallone family. I saw that. It is the, that, the family Stallone. I will say his daughters premiere. are lovely. <laughs> They're lovely. They are lovely. And you would think they'd be older at this point because Sly's like eighty, right? Like, but it, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He is. is. But I, I guess. I don't He's know. Got his, how old's his wife? She's only younger. I mean, oh, not yeah, younger, probably, but yeah, like right. You're younger than right him. Um, Angel City Part 2 uh, on HBO. Uh, Apple TV has a new series called High Desert with Patricia Arquette. Uh, she's like a drug addict, and then her okay. mother just died, and she decides, I'm becoming a PI. It's supposed to be pretty funny, but, mm, okay. you know. Uh, Netflix has a new Conor McGregor documentary, McGregor Forever. Um I'm not sure why. I, I'm thinking it's because I think the Ultimate Fighter's coming up, and I guess they're just trying to kind of promote like a McGregor resurgence or something this summer. That's my guess. Like he's gonna he's gonna start his comeback. Um, also, working what we do all day documentary on Netflix as well. This one is narrated by Barack Obama, and it's just about you know people in America working. Ah, how about that? It could be me. Yeah. Like, are we gonna make an appearance? I work. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm well, no, we didn't make I it. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think uh, so. It, is, it has been shot already. The film. The, these three daughters were with Jennifer Flavin, who is 54. So that does explain a thing or two, because yes, Sly Stallone is uh, in the trailer. You really couldn't tell the yeah. daughters and the mom apart. Yeah. It's, so Sly's uh, 76. Wife is 54. Good for Sly. And then, by the way, there'll never be a day where I don't care. I, like, there's a part of me that loves Sly so much that I would almost be willing to watch this. I started watching Tulsa King. Like, I just love Sly that much. Why like Creed Three? Such a it was it was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have figured. I understand, but you couldn't. Um, I don't think I'll watch it, but I'm. It's non-zero. He is looked, all I can say. The, I mean, it's they were trying to make non-zero. They're trying to make it look like he's like petting his cat in like the trailer, okay. and he's just like, "Whoa, why are you?" Well, I mean, he's me? also <laughs> seventy-six years old. In fairness, uh, the three daughters are Sophia, who's twenty-six; Sistine, who's twenty-four; and Scarlett, who's twenty. So, yes, a little bit old, later in life, he was his, he was fifty-six when his youngest daughter was born. So, I mean, good for you. That's uh, twenty-three years before Robert De Niro. So, there's that. All right, everything else, find at glennclarkradio.com. Thanks today to Drew Forrester and also thanks to Colton Kowser. We'll get those things up in the greatest hits section of the Oh, my God, it's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow on the program. Diamond Miller. Diamond Miller is going to join us. WNBA season gets underway this weekend, and Uh she is going to be a rookie with Minnesota. Ryan McGee, author. All uh, right, Ryan McGee. I I'm two chapters into his book. It's it's. I didn't realize it was. I thought he like went around the different. It's his it's about his story. Right? Story yeah. of coming up in minor. Ryan McGee from ESPN, who's great. He's just awesome. Um, wrote a book about his own experience working for the Asheville Tourists when he was a kid, and sort of his love and affinity for the 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 kitschiness of minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's it's. And I think all those of us that you know have have taken in a lot of minor league baseball. There's a lot of you can relate uh, in so many ways. So we'll talk to Ryan McGee, uh, and then Zach Watson from Bowie tomorrow. to make our trip to Bowie. Talk to Zach Watson. All right, very good. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including AJ Michaels, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, All American Lacrosse, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. 
Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass is how you follow him. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks.